Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie. Our movie this week is Oblivion. Pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause. When the Universal logo fades to black at the first frame you perceive of all black, eh, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play and you'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary. Except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Fenefter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hey! With bugles. Yeah, I'm having bugles. And I, I, I'll, I'll go backwards, I'll go backwards. Trey with bugles, Dorkman with jelly beans. Jelly beans. Yeah. Uh, Brian with a Coke. Yep. And then I've been nibbling on Cheez Its all day long. We're I just moved out. into a new house, haven't Someone's bought food, and have nothing but gas station snacks. Let's do this. <laughs> You've been here for a while. I know, but we only got our fridge like a week ago. Well, that's right. And that, that microwave is also about three or four days old. It's tiny. Anyway, let's move on to Oblivion. You can't even see it from here. Yeah, I know. So Oblivion, we were talking about it a bit on the Elysium commentary where it's like the summer of 2013 was filled with these semi-70s-ish, like sort of slow-paced, cool, world-building dystopian sci-fi films. There's a bunch of them. The, The most boring of that set of films in terms of like how fascinating and cool and exciting and new it is, Oblivion, is the one that just does it best like it's the one that all right we're going to set aside all the new ideas go back to all the old <laughs> yeah. ideas and just try to do and them just well. remix them yes yeah. and nah. ultimately the result is well oblivion is kind of nothing new really yeah and the trailers totally spoiled it uh it's a fucking standard good <laughs> yeah. n- nobody drops anything si-fi <laughs> movie that works yeah. Yeah. it's that nutty thing that we don't get anymore called an entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't insult your you, brain in you, any way. You put the little optical disc in your thingy, you watch it, you finish it, and nothing went wrong. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't find Oblivion to be that interesting myself, but mostly because it's basically good surrogates. It's, it's, yeah. it's doing all the sci-fi movies, but it's doing them in a respectable way that delivers on its own sort of set of new ideas. And honestly, when you take that into account and how a lot of what goes on in Oblivion is sort of tried and true shit in just a remixed order. The ending of Oblivion is really fascinating and kind of cool and interesting. There's a lot to it. So it's weird because I, I don't like being this podcast where we're like shitting on the popular one and going, no, the boring one that no one liked, that was good. <laughs> uh, Oblivion takes virtually no risks and soars as a result. <laughs> <laughs> so remains, that be a lesson to you. Remains a stalwart. <laughs> no. Ryan, how sure. do you feel about Oblivion? Uh, yeah, well, it's it's what we were saying on Elysium. You know, Elysium looks gorgeous and the story makes no sense. And the segue of that being, wouldn't it be great if we just had the storytelling skill that you know movies in the 70s had? You know, like movies in the 70s look like crap for for the most part but you know the stories were there hey easy rider <laughs> yeah easy rider oh uh but this this is exactly what we say we have been wanting is you know just a, a solid story like exactly what you're saying it's not trying to do two people on an abandoned planet go yeah, yeah which is which is totally 70s what's up yeah uh but with the gorgeous gorgeous visual effects that we are now capable of producing uh at the drop of a hat today uh, and that's exactly what Oblivion is, and it is fantastic for that. Um, and that's that's what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Mike, how do you feel about future Desert Tron? He, he kind of kind of stole by, by mentioning the seventies. Up, my I was gonna make the joke. This was the best sci-fi movie of nineteen seventy-five. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely, it was way ahead of its time. Um, like I said, it's future Desert Tron. That's yeah, what it is. It's, it's yeah. um, I made the no, 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 no. Tron is not a good. Yeah. I mean, Tron, I, I, made I say a, Tron, I mean Tron Legacy. It's future Desert oh, yeah. Tron oh, okay. Legacy. Okay. I, gotcha. I, I wrote a, my review of it and I was, I was talking about, I compared it to the, the shows that you see, the like Broadway shows you see that use, there's like Mamma Mia 
and we will rock you that take that take yeah, like the, the rock, rock, of, rock of ages yeah a rock of ages they take the old music and they're like okay we're gonna it's take a jukebox the, movie we're gonna take yeah we're gonna take these songs that we really like and we're going to string them in order and make sense of them by okay her name is Roxanne so we can sing the Roxanne and you know do and build a story around that and it's an excuse so this movie does that with all of the sci-fi tropes uh, sci-fi tropes and sci-fi kind of icon <laughs> imagery yeah. So there are things that you see this and you recognize. You go, that's Wally, or that's 2001, or that's The Moon. Matrix, or Moon, or, or Silent Running, uh, Silent Running or, or Minority or, Report, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, totally acknowledged, <laughs> but I'm telling this other story through, <laughs> that, through that thread. And the story that we it tells- We make fun of surrogates for that. Huh? Well, no, we don't, because surrogates is not actually telling a story. Surrogates yeah. is just surrogates matching. is literally just the Legos all stuck together. Yeah, it's 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 sci-fi movie, like date movie, epic movie. Yeah, it's sci-fi movie without a story. Exactly. There's there's no real story there. It doesn't really make sense. There's just a bunch of stuff happening and all thrown in. This one is is kludging all these things together in order to tell a story that's a, a perfectly like you say it's like it's not mind shattering it takes in no any risks. way but it's a perfectly adequate this is how you tell a story about you know <laughs> the most interesting thing that happened to this guy yeah, this is fucked you know, up sure, we're saying that's, this that's is aim sure. low and avoid yeah. disappointment the movie yeah. yeah our favorite movie of the year the one that did it fire yeah so yeah. so like you say um it's it's well it's this, it's a movie okay, this isn't your judge dread though this, this is no, no, no. For that. this right. isn't this isn't something that i'm i'm i would put it's not a hidden gem. The ground for it. No, it's but it's yeah. it's perfectly worth watching. I think it's I, I think it's very worth watching. I think oh, the yeah. visuals are quite stunning, um, and uh, you know it's it's valuable in that sense. Some gorgeous um, cinematography and directing and stuff like that. Uh, definitely worth watching. You know, not gonna blow your panties off or anything, but it's it's perfectly I'm not wearing like it. you say. It's perfectly entertaining. Uh, you try. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. On that note, wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, for, first of all, just the, the the backstory is this to me is is a counterpunch to Elysium in many ways, but but also on an awareness level because as we talked about with Elysium, Elysium was like so ex- anticipated because it's this Blomkamp with a budget and a great cast and Jodie you know, Foster Jodie Foster and Matt Damon it's going to be great and it was such a disappointment this was a movie I think I literally did not know this movie existed until I heard about how it had tanked at the box office I was like Tom Cruise did a sci-fi movie this year what I was just the other day listening to our old episode about Snow White and the Huntsman and we're talking about the other Snow White movie that came out yeah. that week where Julia Roberts oh, was yeah. Julia Roberts. Oh, right. the Snow White movie. We were like, Trey, there was another one that came out this week too. Julia Roberts played the <laughs> evil queen and Trey was like, stop the podcast. <laughs> A fucking another Snow White with Julia Roberts came out this week? Are you kidding? Yeah. And how do I not know about that? How do we not know this thing? So, Directed by Tarsem, yeah. No less. So, so Oblivion was like, what? What is that? And so... Was he the guy in John Carter? No. <laughs> Close. So... <laughs> Uh, so so I literally just but they were like everyone I forget I think it was just some people online and, and the and the I don't think the Rotten, the Rotten Tomatoes was kind of good kind of like eh, you know pretty decent as I recall so I actually took a real chance and, and I saw it in, in such a wonderfully cold way I literally the week it came out on video and you know how iTunes now does that thing where the first week you have to buy it they won't rent it to you mm-hmm. yet so they're trying to you know get that. 9.99 exactly or 11.99 for the for the high def I was like fuck it 
Fuck it. You know, I'm going I'm to roll the dice just like as if I went to the theater. Just like, high roller over 11 here. 11 bucks, 12 bucks. Yeah, I'm buying the movie. I have no idea what this movie is. I'm buying is. a movie on iTunes and fuck you, man. Tom Cruise has a jumpsuit and a gun. 12 bucks. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know, which did not pay off for Jack Reacher, by the way. But they, um, but I, I just, you know, knew nothing. Nothing cold. Nothing about this movie whatsoever. Okay, sci-fi. Give me your white yeah. screen. And I, just, and I just rolled with it. And I was like, am I nuts or is this pretty good? Yeah. And I was just like, I was just, you know, I'm waiting for like, well, when does it put its foot in the gopher hole and just snap its leg? And it just, no, it's just cooking right along, telling a really interesting story. What? And, and <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. And uh, I have, it's not a perfect movie. I have some quibbles about the world building and I have some quibbles about the ending where I actually do wish the ending had just gone one notch beyond. Yeah, um, there, there is a, there is a fundamental problem of telling any story like this where when you go, how do we defeat the bad guy? If you have a nuclear bomb, the answer is always take the nuclear bomb to the bad guy's hideout and blow it up. That, that's why so many movies end that way. So it's like, mm-hmm. it would. how do you not end the movie that way? That's your challenge. So I, I'd wish they'd gone just a little bit beyond just being that as the solution to all their problems. But, um, you know, because it's like, wow, in the end, you have the same ending as Pacific Rim. So something is a little off. <laughs> and the Avengers. And yeah, yeah, exactly. But but Independence the, Day. That's a, that's a problem. But they did wrap it in a really interesting other secondary story, which is really cool. But overall, it's really fantastic. And and. I get a vibe from this movie that I I don't get from Elysium. I don't get from I can't think of any other any other sci-fi that I've seen recently. Is this movie feels even though I don't believe it is, feels like it was based on a book. It feels like it's based on a book. I agree this with that. plays out like a book story would play yeah. out, like a novel. Yeah. Like me and Vika are on this platform and we serve the thing and it's all about graduate. It feels like it feels like an old classic. It feels sci-fi and it's, novel. Yeah, it feels like, like this this yeah. is based on if, the Hugo Award. Exactly. Novel. It feels like golden age yeah. sci fi novel. Yes. Yeah. Like Absolutely. it would you know, and, and that's what I responded to. And actually you know, I quoted the guy that I think it was the visual effects guy said that the they said that our you know, we we're trying to evoke the feel of like classic seventies and eighties movies. Like they they reference Silent Running and Omega Man. I was like, I love you and I want to have your movie babies. Yeah, <laughs> anything you're doing that's trying to homage Silent Running and the Omega Man, we're buds. So so it has this weird kind of throwback vibe that you yeah, sense. I loved it on all levels. I love that aspect where it's trying. To, it has this really interesting story, and I think at the end it is a very interesting story and very well told. And it's just like I said, I just wish that the the ending had one something extra. To push it over, and I have some quibbles about some of the world building, but just a little bit. But overall, I think this is a really. It feels like a who. It's like no, who makes these anymore? Yeah. It's like this. Who else makes these movies? So I went in with no expectations, and I was just like, "This is Jesus. This is huh? This is good. Hey, everybody, it's a good movie yeah. over here." Which uh, this did not do well at all. I don't think, and I think Elysium did better, although Elysium was no world breaker. But. Um, it's well it broke its own world well that's true <laughs> that's true enough and tom cruise remains a stalwart and i think uh you know i think i think it's just you know again it like to, to use teague's line over and over if this is the baseline fine good yeah if this is the worst science fiction movie that comes out in the given year that's a great year now in the chat room before we get started this <laughs> alas ryan, yeah, Volley, yeah. <laughs> ryan weber is accusing us of just randomly picking a movie and saying it's fine he, he was kind of unimpressed by it so here's what i say to you ryan what? shut up you know where i live what i will give you a microphone come over here right now because <laughs> I'd, l- I'd love to have a dissenting opinion i'm not kidding come over hang out get on this episode if you're not gonna do that fine 
But you're a pussy. There we go. You're at the beginning of the movie. Warner uh, Universal logo is faded to black like we are here. I'm not kidding, Ryan. <laughs> Come on. Let's do this. I just uh, what what movie does he thinks we're we're th- we're you know we're taking a dive that you know really the great movie of the year was Iron Man three or something like that? <laughs> no, it's just of all the sci-fi movies set. I think he was unimpressed by this one. Kind of the word he used okay. was humorless. Ryan, come over. Anyway, well, you're at the point where the Universal logo has faded to black. Like I am here. Put your finger on the button. I guess if you don't get the jokes. Three, two, <laughs> one. Unpause. I think he just needs to bring more concrete. <laughs> yeah, really more more funny this, concrete. Th- yeah, I'm th- not kidding, dude. Come this over. is this is certainly not a. a there's not a lot of levity in this movie. No, it's I not. It's, it's, very, it's, kind of it's a very straightforward, dramatic movie. Absolutely. And I don't. I didn't feel like there should be more jokes in this. I mean, yeah. I want Will Ferrell to do a cameo in this. <laughs> show up as the president. Needed of a space. Johnny Knoxville subplot. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville <laughs> just like go flying by in grandpa makeup. <laughs> part of, I, I part remember of the, watching the original trailer, and the premise of the movie is in the trailer. That's basically what the trailer is meant to accomplish. And I remember seeing shots of this New York sequence and going. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's a glaring plot hole in the movie yeah. from the trailer. Yeah. I'm glad they paid it off in a way that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and ultimately, that, that's, I mean, it's. I was really, it's pretty, spoiler for anyone, you know, who hasn't seen it, it's, it's pretty obvious early on, or at least it was to me, that they really were working for the aliens yeah. and were being fooled, but the nuts and bolts of what was actually happening was still not clear, and I did like the way that they finally pulled it all together at the end. And sort of made that the ending, where the ending is like, the ending ending is, we, and then we take the nuclear bomb, we blow it up. But the ending is to bring it to an emotional ending to kind of explain why this dynamic existed and, and what this relationship really was and, and how this all happened. And what, how this, you know, it tells you the beginning of the story at the very end. And so that, that sort of took some of the curse off of, otherwise it's just pretty stock, take the bomb to the enemy and blow it up, ending. And I sacrificed myself, but uh, I like the way that they kind of paid it all off in this whole thing. Like, yeah, the t- the timing doesn't make any sense. How could you know each other? And clearly, this is years in the That's future. That's a hell of a map painting, by the way. That's yeah, a the moon destroyed in the sky. Is now gorgeous. I have here's the thing, and I just I just ballistically a little bit dubious, but yes. fine. Well, the the moon I'm fine with. It's the it's the Earth that I have a problem with. It's like the fact that they say that there was tsunamis. I'm like, what tsunami buries the Empire State Building up to the top floor? <laughs> But it's still upright, and the rest of New York can't be seen at all. It's like, uh, what? Right. Yeah. The How, Empire what, State what, Building what? is not the tallest building in yeah, New York anymore. Exactly. Well, I'm just... Yeah. You don't know, man. In the future, they might have gotten it's all like, what, yeah. what doesn't... This, the, the, the Washington Monument is a stack of stone. What tsunami doesn't knock that over? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's just the arbitrary nature of how... The Earth is completely pristine, except for all the landmarks are still sitting in place. Some kind of weird supervillain future. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense that there could be like massive rock canyons that are the height of the former skyscrapers of New York that aren't, and yet you don't have any more skyscrapers. Well, That's we never just, made it all the way through like Waterworld, but we talked about it on AI, where it's like at some point you have to admit there's just not that enough. There's not enough enough water to do what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. We don't so, have that much water. So that's like I said, I, it's it's the thing of the movie that I have to kind of. But clearly, they, they just committed to that. Like, there's the Pentagon. Somehow, the Pentagon still is the Pentagon, but all the buildings that are around the Pentagon are just gone completely. So, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. It looks great on a movie screen. It doesn't make any kind of a sense. Yeah. So, that's the one thing that I just go, okay. That, well, that's Tom Cruise, though. I mean, yeah, he sure. looks great on a movie scene, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make any kind but of sense. But you don't see any I, of the buildings I, there, around. There is, there is and, and this, is a, this is a bringing concrete thing, there is yeah. the argument to be made that that's just the story that they've been told about the past 
as opposed so to the aliens deliberately left the Empire State Building. Yeah, I don't know. And the, and the and <laughs> I can't the, I can't make that argument. And no. the plotting issue of boy, it's sure handy that of all of you know the East Coast, the top of the Empire State Building is still recognizable enough that it has the place where they met. Yeah, <laughs> that's wow. That's a really lucky coincidence. But okay. lucky they didn't meet it. Like yeah. I don't know. World so this Trade is all. Center. This is all for those who don't anyway. know. All in camera right now. Mike, how did they shoot this? Camera. They, well, not this. This is a digital shot. Well, not that. They open up but, the camera, but and then the, they put a little diorama <laughs> inside. Everything, everything else. When uh, they're inside that house. When they're inside that house, they basically built that on a stage like they normally do. And then instead of surrounding it with green screen or blue screen, they surrounded it with actual screens that you can project images on. And actual fun fact, bit of trivia, um, they went out and they shot... They went out and shot like just panoramas, yeah. tiled panoramas. It was Hawaii, of Hawaii, wasn't it? In Hawaii. Well, the bit of trivia is it was actually on the mountain that featured in Cloud Atlas. It's the same mountain oh. as they featured in Cloud Atlas. Yeah. So it's, it's that, that, that same location. That, that Tom Hanks, when he's dirty, has to go yeah, to the top the, of? Yeah, the super future uh, where the, where the Cloud yeah, Atlas. Communication so they go to the top of the mountain. They get big ass like IMAX shots of the clouds above the mountain. It was Red Epix and they got a bunch of clouds. And they, they, and they, did. they can project that on the screen around the set. Mm-hmm. Which lights the set. It lights the set. It gives you all those reflections for free. Uh, most of the time, unless she's directly interacting with it, um, all of the stuff in the table is live playback. This isn't a composite. Um, no way. Going really? on right now. Yeah, see, look at all the reflections. They're That's gorgeous. Yeah. For free. Yeah. So, you and, know. And by the way, in case you ever want to know. So everything you just saw, that shot was for real. There were no visual effects in that shot because they really built that bubble ship. They really had it surrounded by the, the, the stuff. They really had all that stuff in the table. They saved themselves like... Now, 500 shot, yeah. visual effects shots. This, oh, this basically is a simpler way of arriving at a point that's usually kind of difficult to explain. But what we just described about how they shot this with the sort of projected screens around the outside of it, if you were to do the exact same exact same thing in CG, that's HDRI. That's when you surround the set with a globe that you'd never render, but it's there for the scene as far as the scene is concerned. That is lighting the set with its right colors and right image and all that stuff, and you get the sort of correct lighting out of it. It's Fight Club look, but it's gotten better since then. That's HDRI. You just take the actual image that would be the outside and light the set with that image, and you get the colors and you get the the, the, the dynamic yeah. range and all that stuff so, for free. But real pictures of wow, that's weird looking. Yeah, that's through the. It's it's the electronic. Yeah, yeah it's the HUD. Oh, okay, cool. But you you light the set with footage of what you're eventually going to comp out there, and then just skip the comp process and say fuck it. That's the background. It's gorgeous. It's a really cool idea. It's rear projection. It's, you know, when you're in a car and the background is a different sort of shot of the street. Technically, I you. think it's front projection, but because uh, yeah, they're projecting front. from the front. But yeah. in any case, it's screens behind the actors that they're just putting an image on. Yeah. And that is what's kind of lighting the scene. They recorded for like, they, they just spent like four days just rolling on everything. So literally, the DP could go, uh, it should be noon right now. And they just pull up the noon footage. And it's like, yeah, I want it to be raining. It was. Um, Really, I mean, it wasn't quite that simple because they actually had to go. Okay, well, we gotta fucking load the rain footage in. We yeah. come back after lunch, and we, but um, they they got a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff for quote unquote for free. Uh, that if they they would bear in mind this is old school ideas. Yeah, they would not have been able to. They would have had to completely redesign that that tower to do it on blue screen because the the degree of it's, reflection it's all and all of that. It's all glass and reflective surfaces and and refraction and shit. Yeah. It's bending it in weird so ways. So it. it but was but it turned weird? out much better. I another the, this scene though. here where he gets struck by lightning. You know, again, I think part of it is just. 
being as we are people who are so well versed in this kind of genre I look at that and I go I see where this is going like because there's no I'm like it's five minutes into the movie I know this isn't going to kill him so this is obviously <laughs> setting some setting up that he's going to use this lightning later he knows about it now and he can use it against yeah. most likely the droids and that's what it was but what's interesting about the implementation in this movie of using RP or FP whichever one it is uh, basically uh, an image to light your set is that a slightly distended version of the exact same concept was used in gravity to great effect, yeah. which is they basically made these light walls that were whatever angle the earth is at the bottom half of the sort of light wall is earth colored. And well, the yeah, the whole background is basically the background yeah. and they and basically they could, wrap people in a cube yeah. sort of of the exact same concept, which is if you use the image as the background and it's as bright as it would be really, then it's doing the exact same thing the real background will be doing. And that's, I mean, that's why uh, on a smaller scale, um, if you watch House of Cards, all of the the driving comps were done. They were shot against green screen, but they had light panels of what the background was going to be to create reflections and stuff on the car and, and interactions of light. Oh, that sounds like a huge bummer. So the more light, the, the more lighting work you can do. you reflection you have to keep. That's a bummer. Mm, yeah. But anyway. Um, anyway, light panels. Those are those are the, those are the next future. big thing. Light panels. Way for the future. Way for the future. Way for the future. And Invest. by the way, this uh, of all the great sort of <laughs> wonderful big HD widescreen sci-fi movies we got last year, uh, if you if you want to get some cred for me on a matte painting movie, this movie is like littered with some of the best matte work I've ever yeah. seen in my life. These wonderful sets that they've created, largely just in post. Uh, especially we saw that stuff earlier with like the uh, logic aside like the Washington Monument and the Capitol with the marsh around it it's all just gorgeous mat work Logan's Run wanted to do it look like this see Logan's Run would make sense but it doesn't look like this dude if this was a sleeper prequel to like Planet of the Apes (laughs) wouldn't you have lost your mind I I would be upset if it was a prequel to Planet of the Apes but uh, because we already have a prequel to Planet of the Apes but but what about an actual prequel to Silent Running huh yeah that, that's Ryan, you can't. Silent Running's a whole different story. No, Silent Running's a whole different story. There would be a different movie than this. So I, I I listened to the commentary, and a lot of people um, are complain. A lot of people complain about well, what as if this is the plot hole. Like, why can't the droids just fix each other all the time? And that's that's gay. The, first, <laughs> first of all, it's gay. Uh, what are you, homo? Lame gay Hitler. I, um, I was using that as an actual descriptor. <laughs> that's just robots touching each uh, other. Okay, that would robots be, making the penises touch. That would be literally gay. But uh, robo gay. Well, the point he makes is that, uh, or the, the what what Kaczynski had in his mind was that what what he does here with his chewing gum and fixing it. There's an ingenuity to humans that robots and and the you know the the matrix overmind can't replicate mm. so that's why they keep these humans around because they're the ones who can fix the problems that cannot be reasonably rationally fixed that's by a, I, would, uh, I would i would well i would I always dislike well, that reasoning well i would add on top of that the fact that well these robots are built to fly and have guns yeah and they don't they're not if you want to like i want a robot that flies and have guns and is an efficient killing machine but also can fix other robots it's like well you really just described two robots really yeah well so, you can have the fix them robots too well I that's what i'm saying point. it's like the point of you know what the most versatile robot fixing machine you could have would be <laughs> a human being who can go what's wrong there little robot and has like mm-hmm. fingers and stuff and can really do stuff so it does bring up the idea which i don't know if it's ever addressed you know like why would the our invaders Spoiler! <laughs> Set up this system, right? You know, but um, 
that's the plot. So it's, but it right. is like, you know, is there ever well, justification they, they, for they why also, they why they have this? Why don't they just send down robots to kill any humans they see? And this other thing is also happening. Why, well, why are they, they doing that? They they explained the end. <clears throat> The reason they grab these two and send them back is kind of like a Trojan horse sort of a thing for the initial invasion. Then the question becomes, why do they keep them around? But I mean, I guess that's just it's well, because, it's because a, they're, it's stealing, they're stealing our resources. They need yeah. somebody to keep the system yeah. going. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we'll keep we already, we already put in like we created an invading army of these two guys as clones. Yeah. Well, we already built the infrastructure. We might as well just yeah, keep well, exactly. doing that. Yeah. It's it, more efficient to use these 10,000 bodies that we have than to yeah. build other robots. That's true. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, I've, I've forgotten the aspect that they, they did the first ones as the Trojan horse to, to yeah. do the invasion in the first place. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that part. Why are so, his yeah. face and then that strap the hottest thing? <laughs> so I like the... Well, I like we lose most of our body heat from it can't, uh, you right. see the the scabs on the the two one sides that's a myth too. I like that the point you're making is we lose most of our body heat from our heads in that strap. <laughs> <laughs> you lose ninety percent of your body heat from your gun strap. That's that's, that's it's true. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a medical it's a, fact. It's a total drain, man. That's why I don't wear straps. <laughs> so you'll that's be, Chewie's you'll, weakness. You'll be safe in the future. <laughs> His only clothing is a bandolier. <laughs> that's why he didn't get a medal because <laughs> tactically disadvantaged. God all, damn it, Chewie! You're losing all your heat. All that fur, but nope, the strap. Strap vents all that heat right out, man. His only weakness. So I thought that they were, um, I assumed that they were stealing water, but I guess the... Um, what did Shyamalan do to you? <laughs> no, just uh, the, in the behind the... Or I, they're no, taking I think the water. It, it was the Cinefex. They're taking the water, but they're um, they're refining the deuterium out of it. Yeah. So it's not, it's not stealing the water resource specifically. It's just stealing the The energy. rocket fuel in the water, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. So that wasn't clear to me. I thought they were just taking the water, sucking up the water to have water because you're going to need that on Titan. And I guess whatever yeah. alien is stealing it for whatever reason needs yeah. it too. But that, I was incorrect. That does bring us back to the the you know the problem of there's water all, all over the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the universe is full of water. There's a giant water drop in the cosmos, <laughs> like the size of our solar system right now. Yeah, and all of the comets that are out there that would actually yeah. if you're coming from another solar system would be much much easier to get to <laughs> than coming all the way to earth now i didn't revisit this one last night i revisited the other movie we did but i didn't get to watch this one in depth uh what what is remind me of the reason for the giant water plants in the ocean what are they doing they're That's like i just, just said they're, they're refining just... out the deuterium for the for the robot race and deuterium is rocket fuel but what do tom cruise and those people think is he thinks on? he thinks well they they believe that that's the case but they believe that the, Collect, the it's rocket collecting water it's collecting well it's collecting the and refining out the rocket fuel to fuel the jump to titan for for humanity's jump to titan. and to take to titan as a as presumably just, which yeah. by the way the mining deuterium out of seawater is a real thing mm -hmm. good job movie they also, Tom actually, Cruise actually real. They actual did actually. Person. They did actually consult with you know scientific consultants. They were like, "That's that's how the moon destruction thing happened." He's went, "What would be the thing <laughs> that, that would most quickly just throw us back to the Stone Age?" And they were like, "Well, if the moon got busted up, that would that would <laughs> done be <pretty> next." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, the moon is busted up, and uh, the Pentagon's still there." But they, I'm sure they didn't tell <laughs> the Empire State Building complete I'm, with with our, yeah. But I'm nice sure they didn't tell him that part, but they told him. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's nice they still have the observation, you know, yeah. telescopes too, so you can look at all the destruction yeah. of the world. <laughs> well, those quarters are a major source of revenue for yeah, the building. That's right. <laughs> They're made of deuterium. <laughs> and also the fact that, like, okay, now again, how is there like this little pile of stone? This is talking about a throwback to the Planet of the Apes. This is like 
beneath the planet of the apes right yeah. here it's like okay so this little weird stone Hole. not not at all made by the stone engineers at the disney studios or anything at all um <laughs> leads into a library leads into a <laughs> Almost intact, comparatively speaking, library, which is somehow now below the surface of the... It's all like, what? You just have to kind of roll with that. Trey, in the apocalypse, there's an excess of silt. <laughs> there, there clearly is. Because of the, the tsunamis. The way, yeah. In the chat room, Zarban, as he is wont to do, makes a astute story point that becomes a weird joke by the end of it, which is, <laughs> but why don't the humans leave messages for Tom Cruise? Your life is a lie. Join us. We also have pretty hot chicks or dudes your mileage may vary. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe well, probably because my my venture would be that the humans don't trust him because because, because he's from an their alien. point of view, he's an alien. He's an alien. Yeah, he's he an w- agent of the their it's evil not, overlords. It's it's he's he's an aberration in that he gets one over again. But yeah. in this yeah. movie, they do give him in a, his in his they, view. They reach out to him well, though. In again, in in uh, they reach out to him when they see him acting differently. Yeah. Uh, He's the chosen alien. Yeah, they they also know, and we don't know it at this point in the movie. They know that there's fifty of those guys, and it's like, well, why would we? Why would we grab one of them and, and, and not all? Again, we're yeah, gonna another. get props for sci-fi, but there really are fifty Tom Cruises. And <laughs> in in, uh, I, you just know the evil Tom Cruise. In Kaczynski's view, they have tried before with because there's you know this guy's been running around for seventy years, and he tends to. He, I guess, in his view, he's like he tends to flip out about every five years, and they gotta. That's why that the, the you know the the little behind the scenes, the the droid that he has to fix, and that that they never properly have the parts there. That's there to blow him to bits. Oh, nice! When he loses his mind, ah. eventually. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's and why ends up that's, doing her instead. That's yeah. Great. So that's why that exists in their world because because the Ted is like, okay, we get about five years out of these guys and then they lose <laughs> and then it. They snap. And, then, and so then we have to send down another one. Oh, that's brilliant. I like that. <laughs> that didn't occur to me. That's cool. Um, so they've, they've, like I, uh, I've said, the the scavs have tried before and and failed. So they tried different ways. <laughs> so now time. they just avoid. They're yeah, like, and now they even know. Now don't they even kind deal. of avoid until this one is like, wait, he, hmm, interesting. Maybe he's right. He's he's just before the snap. <laughs> yeah. We can actually get make contact with him. I wonder. I wonder if that was like part of their process too. We're like, well. They they snap at like six hundred and fifty days, so we'll try him on six hundred and forty nope, didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> try six hundred and forty five? No, that seems a little early, you know. And they like dialed yeah, it in by there. days until he snaps. <laughs> but I like this aspect. This actually wasn't clear to me, but he thought that was the the droid yeah, that had gone down. Yeah, that was, yeah, but it was it's just an actual trap. I yeah. think they, that's the droid hiding under that sheet. Yeah. That I feel was like the they, droid he was looking for. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's like this droid thinks he don't. He thinks I can't see him. <laughs> He's hiding. It's like an emu. That's what. That's why you need the humans because the droids aren't that smart. They can shoot stuff, but otherwise yeah. they're kind of dumb. So this this was, uh, by the way, pretty much uh, according to what they were talking about, pretty much lit by that giant thing coming in from the top and the light on his gun. Like it was a. Uh, it was shot on the F sixty five. Really sensitive camera awesome. and that's we why talked about it looks this as awesome a little bit does. in Trump I Legacy. love that but that behind him all the, the all scabs little, coming showing eyes. up the little glowing eyes we, I love that image we talked about it a bit in Tron Legacy but uh, Kaczynski for being a guy who uh, ostensibly came out of kind of nowhere music videos and commercials and stuff a little bit but he's got a great <laughs> command of visual grammar and yeah. these shots are gorgeous yeah like really gorgeous there's your humor right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> him plummeting to his <laughs> well, but him going haha well shit god fuck you weebs <laughs> i still don't understand by the way 
how I mean he's a producer on it and stuff like that but Tom Cruise does so many of his own st- I mean that yeah. nothing is as impressive as as Mission Impossible Mike, but he's masochistic he does some uh, I, I understand why he wants to do it the question is why do they let him when so much money is <laughs> yeah. on the line he I, won't be in your movie unless he lets himself so. beat himself up question yeah yeah I there's there's a bit coming up later when the when the droids invade the uh, um the, the the scav headquarters and they pointed out on the on the their commentary and I'll point it out here where he he basically rolls over a table and it's like his head folds all the way into his <laughs> chest and it's and the director was like I don't know how you how that did not kill you I don't know how you stood up after that because it were, were both Kaczynski and Tom Cruise on that commentary? they were on the same commentary together yeah. What I've never actually listened to a commentary with Tom Cruise on it. Oh, is it is yeah, his, I like to hear that. Is his vibe like accessible, cool celebrity? Yeah, like he he comes across as a guy you can talk to. Yeah. Oh, I'm well, not surprised I, by that. I'm just saying, like that's his vibe. Uh, that's well, his. Yeah, I've I've heard stories of people who've talked to him, and and his whole vibe is just super. He loves to talk to people. He's really he good at to, being Tom Cruise. He loves. To I mean, hang, that's the Gabe story. Yeah. with Tom Cruise and Gabe's mom. Well, he loves to he loves to like hang out on sets. I think I've told this story before. I don't remember whose story it was, but someone was the just PA thing. Yeah, someone was just a PA on some on some you know uh, interview shoot or something uh, with Tom Cruise, and in between stuff. Tom Cruise just turns to him and starts talking to him and he's like I am not supposed to talk to Tom Cruise I'm absolutely not supposed to do not make eye contact yeah, I'm but doing he's like, this job as a favor yeah. I'm not supposed to be here today but he's like smiling but like, and his eyes are getting really big so, like, ah. so he's trying to keep the conversation short and stuff like that and just be polite but Tom Cruise is legitimately interested in a conversation with him and when Tom Cruise like, turns to you what yeah. are you gonna say and and so he's like, and I feel everyone's eyes on me because I'm holding this thing up because Tom Cruise wants to talk about my family and stuff. It's like, but he's, re- you know, he's really approachable and he just, he just digs what he does and, and, you know, still loves doing it. He doesn't go, he's not the kind of guy who goes and hangs out in his trailer. He wants to be on set. He wants to see what's going on and, what's and be the, what part was of the, the process. Uh, so so from, again, from all this, in camera right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much better than any green screen version of this yeah. could possibly have been. From the same sort of angle what was the vibe you got off of Kaczynski I mean does he come across as like an artiste sort of dude or like a working director or like did he seem cool or did he seem like he had aspirations and he was weird and detached and arty guy he seemed no he seemed like a a perfectly yeah no perfectly cool perfectly professional guy to the to the point that it was it was kind of weird to hear him talking about he's yeah and then when we went and made Tron I'm like oh yeah he did make Tron like he's he they he backed it because he sounds just like a you know a normal guy and it's like oh yeah but he was you know Mickey Mouse and Sorcerer's Apprenticing hundreds of millions of dollars into the the ether, you know? You guys all missed Dorkman's <laughs> <Yeah>. gesture. <laughs> the arm movements associated with Mickey Mousing. This is how you direct. Tidal waves! That's how I learned anyway. That's how you conduct an orchestra. I think maybe this is this is what's supposed to happen is the fact that he trips in a different direction than than all prior jacks is this book yes triggers the memories the book and and the in fact their, that he found this book is what makes him different now in his in in again in Kaczynski's view uh Morgan Freeman left this book for him there you go as like bait that, to, so that to was do that, this. so that was that's the answer to the question that's the message yeah. that they left so without giving themselves away one Zarban bam two <laughs> so you're saying Morgan Freeman is like Tom Riddle <laughs> well he's he's watching he's the one who's watching this Tom Cruise. Anytime you see the scab watching him through the binoculars. I'm just going for the easy joke. Oh, because of the diary. I got you. I also just want to kind of point out that I really like the way they're doing the subtitles. Uh, yeah. Oh, near like, them? 
Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I guess doge. is hap- Very cool. happening more. Uh, <laughs> Such cruise. <laughs> Such cruise. My God. I thought it was doge. Is it doge? I always say doge, but I have no I idea. like saying doge. I just discovered that meme like No one really knows how ago. to pronounce it, actually, but hey, I, I prefer to say doge. I hate the internet. GIF. Doge and gif. People are going to listen to this commentary a year from now and have no idea what the fuck yeah. that we're even talking about. No, no, they're so gonna, very out of touch. Oh yeah. my God. Very. Wow. No, they're going to say, well, this, this clearly was recorded in, in yeah. early 2014 when people were still talking about Doge. <laughs> you guys, it is 7.15 on February 1st. And Doge is go. officially over. Oh, <laughs> We killed it! As of now. So yeah, this this is the, the fundamental struggle that they're basically... Uh, developing here whereas he is he has curiosity he's fundamentally curious and she is not she has no interest in it just just as part, which is interesting because she was cloned from a scientist but hey um like right here she avoids he tries to bring it up again and she completely goes how like, about she I almost sex seems you? like a droid <laughs> yeah. yeah how about i sex you instead and you'll stop talking about yeah this. that's it uh, yeah exactly that's, that's kind of her function is to yeah. you keep him from going too far off the reservation yeah. now what i just said about him going you know this whole thing being tripped by him with the book he already, he is the guy who who has his whole secret hideaway shack in the mountains full of his memorabilia right. of of what it was to be human like minority report and top gun mm-hmm. yeah but i guess that's i guess that's normal I guess. Yeah, that's one question I have. Like, do the other fifty Tom Cruise? Do they all have a little world? hideaway shack? Yeah. Or, well, maybe well, that's maybe that's the thing that this guy built. That's it's part true. of a signal of what it, makes him different. It might to be us. a combination. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that I mean, it's the fact that they don't all have it because they patrol different areas. He found this shack and was like in this beautiful zone that was right, right, habitable right. and started to to say, hey, because because the whole idea is like, isn't there an aspect of the earth is uninhabitable. And he's like, well, it looks actually kind of cool right here. Yeah. Which makes him start to question the mission in general. And she he, wants yeah. to leave. And, and, and he he's the one he brings on plants and she's like, no, you can't do that. Ah. And so he's this same set as Tron, different background. No, the <laughs> thing I love about the map panty of the moon, by the way, the thing that really gets me about it and it really stirs me. and It's super cool. Oh, by the way, a transparent bottom pool in the sky. <laughs> you know what's great about that? Nothing. Fuck that pool. <laughs> yes. I would never stop screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be swimming, but screaming. <laughs> I was picture like going swimming and then like stepping out of the pool and putting the towel on you. You're still yeah. screaming. Ah, good swim, honey. Yes. Put me on the floor. Okay. The thing start a fire. Ah. The bit about the matte painting of that moon that just kills me is... It seems such like such an arty touch, but I think it's actually more realistic. Uh, is the streaks? Is you're seeing the dust? You're, you're seeing this big smudgy, streaky comet thing going on with the moon at the same time as you're seeing chunks of it, and those streaks are what totally sell me on it. Is just the idea where it's like, well, clearly there would be dust in a in a big blown out sort of smudge across the sky, and that would kind of stay at the exact same velocity of the moon unless it's already gone. Uh, but no one would think to draw those streaks. They'd think to draw the pieces of the moon floating in pits. But when you see that line sort of smudged across the stars, I go, "Holy shit, that looks so real!" What an, it's like an odd little to detail. be compared with uh, uh, the time machine, yeah, which did the same thing. Or even like a uh, fucking too. Galaxy Quest has a, has a there's a, the space station is built on this like weird husk of a planet. Hmm. That, yeah, and you do see the debris. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, another aspect. I mean, the fact that the the big chunks and that one big chunk in particular are, you know, still kind of there, ostensibly, you know, hundred years, however long it is after the fact. It's like, yeah, that would, that would work. It would work more that way than it would, you know, the Independence Day kind of way. 
The one thing that I do wish, and and I remember thinking it as I was watching um, a lot of the nighttime scenes. You want a pony? I I do kind of wish for the seventies aesthetic. They had shot this anamorphic, um, which which it's not. But um, I heard I listened to the FX the FX guide interview with Claudio Miranda, the DP, and he addressed that. He said I wanted to shoot anamorphic, but because we were shooting this uh this front projection thing and the set had to be essentially lit by the projector you know if, if you shoot oh. anamorphic you lose light in the lens we could not we were not going to be we would have had oh. to shoot with like 50 projectors to create enough bounce light to actually light the set with an anamorphic lens we were barely getting enough as it was with the regular spherical lenses so. not to ask an arcane theory question but i didn't realize that you lost light with the anamorphic lens and i'm not sure tr- I, I don't understand what part of the the glass it's just more there's more glass for it to go through so it's losing oh um, i see just more filtered yeah basically i see okay cool there's just there's you can only open up i think i think they shot a lot of this like you see right here with the with the depth of field being so tight they shot a lot of this pretty much like wide open you know t1.4 um and most anamorphic lenses can you know, except for really, really fancy ones, most anamorphic lenses are only going to open up till to three or four, yeah, which is I, I, significantly. I never difference. thought about it, but now I'm looking just through my glasses, and it does get a little, like, almost immeasurably darker when you pull them down. And if you put 15 layers of glass yeah. between you and yeah, I, okay, that makes sense. I, I hadn't thought of that, but that makes sense. So I was, I, I remember thinking as I was looking at the book, I was like, oh god, I just want this to be anamorphic. <laughs> then I listened to that thing, and I was like, oh, okay, well, fuck <laughs> and me. so did they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see uh, back old fan films days? Did you ever see Sandy Collar's movie Hunter Prey? Yeah, uh, I haven't yet. It's on Netflix. It's it on Netflix. Netflix. It's a you know different sort of movie, but it has the sort of seventies thrown onto a planet trying to explain ourselves Twilight Zone mentality mm-hmm. uh, as this movie, which I thought was cool. Plus, it's just a basically it's a vehicle for people to wear really cool makeup, but. Um, Totally different thing. And I butt. still want to see Kong climb up a thing. I'm just <laughs> in my head, just like. Well, it's easier king, now. King, yeah, it'd be so much it's easier. It's nowhere near as impressive anyway, these sorry, days. Sorry, go ahead with your. Uh, I was just going to say that break. it's another sort of throwback 70s. This is, yeah, this is suddenly a prequel to Planet of the Apes and Kong in yeah. one fell stroke. <laughs> Planet <laughs> of the Kongs. Ooh, that would be bad. Ah, fuck it. Let's add another one. Also, uh, that thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we rebuild society and write a pop song. Let's do this. <laughs> and uh, uh, shop around the corner. Uh, what's the one where they meet on top of the Empire State Building? Sleep is in Seattle. Yes. You're thinking of Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Exactly. But, that, but they're doing that because of a movie, which was uh, the, Fair to Remember or something like that. Shit. I don't know. It was a Bogey and Bacall movie, wasn't it? No. It's later than them. Keep watching the chat. Someone will know. Yeah. By which what's the movie they're watching? referencing in Sleepless in Seattle where they go to the top of the Empire State Building? That, that is not, really well preserved. It, I gotta say, that's that what I'm saying. Well, that's a little too perfectly preserved. That thing that seems is very meaningful. Was it Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah, that is that is the one thing. If if there's anything that I have to point to in this movie, where I'm like, oh, that's a little bit, uh, you know, coincidental. Other than the general design, it's like, okay, so this is the guy who's kind of questioning everything. Okay, and the Empire State Building is in his little district. Yeah. Okay, and his wife comes down in his zone. Okay. Well, <laughs> like, but but that would be true anywhere on the planet, other than the fact that it's, it's the Empire both, State Building, both the Empire State yeah. Building and the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. A fair to remember. Thank you. I, I, okay. I said a fair to remember, and you you scoffed, but <laughs> I didn't scoff. <laughs> that I was scoffing. Scoff. That was scoffing. Zarban also and and a dot j dot also got that. Um, and then Latin Alice got the shop around the corner. You've got mail reference, which is how this all started. Yeah. Zarban mentions, by the way, on the previous anamorphic conversation. 
At this point, what's the value of an anamorphic lens? If you can get a widescreen picture shooting flat on digital, why use anamorphic? Because it's pretty. That's for the that's, bokeh. What's funny is right after Zarben asked that question, A.J. started answering it and said that exact thing. It's yeah. like, well, the lens does it for you. Just do it. Yeah. It's like, because it's pretty. That's why you do it. <laughs> there, there is literally no other reason at this point. Mike, do you just start turning in effect shots these days with bokehs that are stretched in a weird way just for fucking fun? <laughs> just like, screw you. I want to do the bokehs like this. <laughs> no, because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> yeah. to get them to work that way. Also, the interior of the Empire State Building, all the blinds are in perfect place. Like, all uh-huh. the blinds are still hanging, and they're all closed. Are you the, saying the government did it, Trey? I'm just saying it's a little weird. I'm just saying it's... I'm just asking I'm, the question. I'm saying the tsunami that destroyed the entire planet was really weirdly selective. <laughs> oh, it fucked up, like, the bottom 80 floors. Hell, yeah, but those, those blinds... <laughs> but the top... Well, those, those are made out of heavyweight like, plastic. Was the, was the argument that the water didn't get that high? <laughs> the, oh, everything from the you know the top floor. The observation tower is totally pristine. Still, it's totally good. Also, we, I want to put in a note for the um, little hovercraft he's got, which I think is really badass. I love this. Oh, yeah, as, the, as a fan of ship. flying machines, yeah. I love this thing. With it's like it's so gorgeous, like articulated cockpit that yeah, rotates yeah. around. So cool. and the articulated pods, engine pods. In a weird way, and this is a very odd connection to draw. It's what we're seeing is how the retconned Millennium Falcon was supposed to be used. It was designed, All right. or so they say in those like technical manuals, so that the, the, the purpose of the Falcon in the first place, that weird sort of hamburger with the cockpit on one side design, was so that everything would rotate around the cockpit and it could, it was basically a cargo thing that would move these big boxes, like these big interstellar truck tractor trailer parts around so it would have to like rotate vertically to grab this and pull it out push it in there and then rotate sideways to pull it in and stuff like that and it would basically be this weird big ship that can conform to any space by just it's rotating like three-dimensional its- forklift yeah exactly kind of yeah. uh and it was meant to and there's one shot in the movies that sort of suggests this which makes me wonder if that's where the retcon came from where it seems like it's rotating around the cockpit as it's coming at you um, and it's sort of the same idea with these guys where well they wound up designing the Y wings to do or the B wings to do exactly yeah. that and, and, also, and, and that's uh, the only way you can make those goddamn ships make sense yeah. too because they are the weirdest things also a uh, Dash Render ship it kind of which is supposed to be like a cousin to the Falcon in design they all you can also sort of see that idea it's like, an, in it's it. like an industrial mover ship yeah Anyway, but the, someone the, in the chat is like oh my god nerds <laughs> Star Wars nerds <laughs> we're talking about Oblivion in all right, whatever. No, this is someone says this is, this is this is Wally crossing. This Asia. Is, this yeah. is absolutely the Wally section. You want to get out the seventeen and yeah. come no, your no, hand. but it was an Asia record. So I'm just thinking like it was the heat <laughs> of the moment, and like that's his little Wally thing that yeah. gets him through the day. <laughs> is that one Asia track? That's what I would love uh, to see. Is like just, but it's just like a really bad song. Like just. Fucking like a moment. Let's totally tasteless song. The song the song that he's playing is very is very particular though. It's the song that um that mission control is it, when we go back to the the flashback the mission control plays this song for oh, oh that's right and that's, that's why right. he's got that's why an affinity that's why for it. thing yeah yeah i want to know where they shot that because that's a i want to yeah. live it i'll yeah. take that shack even if it doesn't have walls i'll totally live there yeah i would too i would i i see you know fancy places like that it's like in in the right climate you don't need damn walls for <laughs> for the place you're living and that's awesome well, yeah, I mean, isn't that just basically a shack in Hawaii? I mean, yeah, probably. you don't really need walls in Hawaii most yeah. of the time, so fuck it. Yeah, you just need a plastic sheet for the tsunamis. <laughs> yeah. 
that come when the moon well, is destroyed. Now you can, for that, you go to the top of the Empress yeah. Empire. Now you can see the uh, Freedom Tower off in the distance there. Yes, actually, oh, they, 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 uh, they did World, uh, World Trade Center 1. They they actually digitally put it in, uh, put in a model of it. To, oh, did they do that like after the fact? So, uh, you know. Yeah, because it, it wasn't yeah it wasn't really built yet so they they actually shot in new york and then they and they put that in because they they went by the time this quote-unquote happens that yeah. will be in the skyline so they did uh they actually did similar things in elysium you don't really see the la skyline i think you see it in a couple of shots but they actually went to um they went to uh, whoever you know the city planners of la and they're like what is your general plan <laughs> for you know the next couple of decades and they went well you know and looked at the plans and went okay we're gonna put those buildings in because those will have been built by the time that society collapsed in elysium so they also had that aspect wow. going on good lord for a shot you see for like three seconds <laughs> that's good focusing on exactly the wrong thing no. <laughs> but, so this must uh, also be practical right because we're still seeing yeah. those reflections yeah, basically, unless uh, unless she's directly interacting with it, or it's a close-up shot like that, it was pretty much unless live you playback. see the graphics responding to her yeah. interaction. Yeah, and even then, doesn't have to be. She could just be, you know, yeah. doing it from Mind timing. It. Yeah. But a lot of great, definitely a lot of great design too. I think this was. I think this movie even put up on Vimeo just the straight up like the graphic design here and it's a really fascinating little four minute clip of just a bunch of crazy shit going on. <laughs> it's really beautiful. I, I yeah. some you know, like there's a guy who's real he just put his reel online just a couple of days ago. The guy who does he does he does a lot of Star Wars, a lot of the Star Wars graphics readouts. Okay. So that's more of anything goes. But I you know, this this I like it has a very clean sort of Makes sense, even though they don't have to get into. Oh my God, the gubernatorial zing is is not flammulating. You know, you don't. It doesn't really matter what's on those screens. There's no actual information that we need, but they still feel plausible. It's a nice, as opposed to like a lot of screens are like literally just like worse than the Matrix. There are a bunch of wavy lines and colors, and you go, "How are you actually getting data from that?" Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's a nice update of the kind of again the the kind of futuristic interface they had in the 70s yeah. this is like the 21st century version of that kind of aesthetic so they actually mostly built this location too they just dug a ditch and set it on fire pretty much yeah. so they could do this big uh, but notably big no movie. barrels yeah, one barrel. Yeah. No, not a single barrel. Yeah, I know. It's it's Brian. It's a, the world is the barrel. It's a brilliant idea that, that you know they they built mm. practically. They built practically the ship, and then they like okay, now we're gonna go out in the desert. We're gonna dig some holes, throw some junk around, set set it on fire, put the ship there, and yeah. hey, we got ourselves a whole scene. You know, it's like you you can't get more seventies movie making thinking than that. That's genius. Yeah. So the first one that he opened is supposed to be a clue. I think it's a little too uh, oblique. But that's it's, that's supposed to be his yeah, life his bomb. own. Yeah. So I, I don't think you can clearly see the name on it though. If you yeah. could, well, I think that's I that think would be a fun clue. That would we've got to leave some for the IMDb kids. Well, that would be fun. That would be well, I think because be, it opens so that, quickly. It would be fun if it just swept by, but you don't yeah. see it. I think that would be too giving away too much too early. It's true. Yeah. To I me. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 good that they thought about it. That well, why is there one empty? It's not because one you know a human is out loose. It's because that's it's his. his. Yeah. But the the question is like, wouldn't he have weird that that's my own name on there? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I want to go back to that moment we were joking about a second ago when but he's flipping through his records. There's Asia cut. Remember that moment mm. where he has a little, he's found a little record player and he's got some vinyls that he's found. I guess this is a future man. 
This guy, the Zoom, very this guy is right there. I yeah. love that. Has never interacted with records before. He figured it out after the fact, and now he's listening to some tunes. That's a cute idea. But as someone who knows how record players work, I can't get one to work. <laughs> so I don't think that guy, out of the whole cloth, could have just figured out. He's I been, get it. He's been given human memories. He just doesn't. I, oh, oh, I grew up watching no, no, my dad right. put records on. Right. I can't figure it out. He's, I can't make it work without scratching it. It's all fucked up. My dad su- gets mad at me. He's supposed to believe that he was born after yes. after this yes. happened. You're right. So I mean, um, a, a CD great... I could figure out, and there's <laughs> well, buttons involved. I'm gonna, I, I again, I grew up dealing with record players. I can't imagine what aspect of record players is complicated. It doesn't. I, I, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about like out of the context, like an alien is trying to figure out record players. I used to use them when I was well, like if, three. If you so. know what they are, well, I mean, yeah, but the, but he. You don't he bite got, them and you don't pour water on them. What else is there? You need to <laughs> no, know? but it's like the, oh, like this is this is what this lifting is the, moment, the arm and putting it on there. This is the moment that, uh, according to him, that triggers Morgan Freeman to go. Okay, this is this one we're gonna try talking to again for sure. Yeah, because he made that decision. Because he made the de- he made the decision to he doesn't know who that person is in that in that pod or anything like that. But he decided to essentially be disobedient because most of yeah. them probably would have been like oh the droids are shooting them so i guess that's what yeah that's good droids know best the, the droids know best and he was like no we're not going to allow that to happen now what and i really like about this movie in this movie i was like okay this is all kind of interesting and beautiful and all that kind of stuff at this point the what i really made me what really made me go okay movie is i have no fucking clue what's going on now <laughs> i don't well, i'm like what uh, now i'm really lost like what's happening exactly it's like i i, I and not in a bad way like i don't understand but i am intrigued i want to know what this is all meaning now and fortunately the movie actually gave yeah. me a perfectly, I, I, a it's perfectly the, satisfactory it's, it's, it's explanation. the outer limits okay what's going on moment yeah exactly yeah. so at, the, at this point I, I was like you i was like i don't know what's going and it was it was very much a this could go either way this could there <laughs> yeah. could either be no reason for any of this shit to be happening or if it does have a solid, you know, understand if the movie knows what it's doing, yeah. then then we got a ball game. And thankfully, it was a lot. Movie really knew what it. Is. All this stuff fits yeah. together. Yeah. They, they, you know, they they pull all the pieces together at the very end. Yeah. And explain what everything meant, and it's like they totally get it. So, Brian, um, yes, you've been to uh, down in uh, I guess what are you doing? Movie community member Jim Frohmeyer's house, right? In I Chicago, have a couple times. He lives like on the seventh or eighth floor of like a semi skyscraper sort of thing in he Chicago. Lives in a very lovely place. It's it's, it's, it's beautiful, and the, it, the front page video is at his house, right? That that place is upstairs in a skyscraper sort of loft scenario. I'm very uncomfortable there, just because yeah. we're so high on a building that's you know so teetery as any other skyscraper would be. Put me in a house on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and I will shit over everything constantly. <laughs> Not me, man. I'm, I'm, it's I the jet. At least the Jetsons, the stick looked sort of solid. Like that looks like it. Sh- it probably waves in the wind, like a, by an order of three. Well, the feet. Jetsons ones are floating. I don't believe they're actually. Yeah. They're, they're on sticks. They're on sticks, but they, those are like, uh, like antenna that are uh, stabilizers. Yeah. yeah, they're not actually. Don't you know anything about Jetsons technology? Apparently not. But that's just a fucking stick. I don't even know how I uh, like that. Just immediately popped in. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm you know, sure you know why? Because the visual of the spike with the rings around it is oh, very yeah. distinctive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In but any in the, case, in the movie, they actually rise up above the pollution every day in Jetsons. Thing. Yes, uh, but on a stick, right? Yeah. Well, because yeah, they have to rise up on the shaft. This is just a bookmark with a house on it. <laughs> yeah. Now here's a quick. I won't live on that house. This is a tactical question that I had. Um, watching the movie it's like you know it didn't throw me out of the movie completely but it's like, it was like well if I was the say the scabs now the scabs the scabs clearly want to target the the, the water processors um, and they don't really have that much of a grudge against Tom Cruise but of course Tom Cruise will shoot any of them if he sees them any, yeah. any Tom Cruise so it's like yeah that's Tom Cruise it's like there must be a 
you know, this thing has a base down there somewhere that's a million miles down. I mean, if I was a scab, I would go up there with a hacksaw and go, well, geez, we can kill these guys really easy. Watch. And that's boompa, why boompa, I boompa, won't boompa, 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 boompa. Trey, I can't live in a house with a weakness like that. <laughs> yeah. So I assume, I assume at minimum you would have a drone like parked at the base of the house <laughs> at all times. Warding off disturbers with hacksaws. At the very least you would want to have that. So uh, that's why I w- that's, you know, for all the reasons a space elevator isn't going to happen in the next 3000 years. Yes, it will. The number one reason is any guy at the bottom of that thing can fuck up your Christmas. No, I don't want to be on a house on a stick. It's the, it's the capacity for catastrophic failure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when you're at the base, like 15 miles of shit falls down on you. When you're at the top of it, on top of the space elevator, you fly off into the cosmos. The, yeah, the first. Yeah, that, well, yes. The, it would fly off into the cosmos. That <laughs> See what would, I'm saying? That would happen, but the shit would not fall down on top of you. They, to reference uh, Mars Trilogy, uh, that fucking app, they have a space elevator and they, there's terrorism and uh, there's the scene, the actual base in orbit goes flying off. Yes, that happens. Uh, but then the cable itself uh, then wraps around the planet. Uh, that would not actually happen. The, the cable itself would just kind of disintegrate in the process are you trying to make me feel better about my space house because it's still freaking me out well just don't be on the elevator when somebody blows it up you'll be fine dork man what move into a house on a stick uh, as long as you I realize this listen. is los angeles in southern california there are houses nearby yeah. that live it's on like, sticks it's it, the yeah, amount actually some houses on the mountaintop with not like, that these, like t- 70 foot staff not holding that tall up on a stick it. though <laughs> I, I would argue more those houses are more precarious than this I one try, is i try not to think about like parking structures too much right because when i'm yeah. driving around in a park i've i've I walk around like to my car Pancake. and I go, there aren't a lot of columns in the middle of this. And there's, it's just a flat surface holding up a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I will admit, I do think that way too. I, it's a house on a stick. It's 10 <laughs> miles tall. I mean, at least living it's a in a really er- good stick, at least living in earthquake country. It's like, I am under oh, a yeah. freeway overpass right now. I've seen news oh, footage yeah. of well, no, that's freeway overpasses. I mean, to your point a second ago, if you drive around in Mulholland, you'll see those houses where like half of it is on the ground, but half of it is over the cliff. And yeah. they've got like these big like stilts that are holding up the back yeah. end of the house. Yeah. And they're like 60 foot stilts, yeah. like the back of the house, not even a balcony, just the house itself is suspended. Yeah. Where in the event of any sort of an earthquake, really any, if, it, if it's too windy, the house is going to catastrophically flip three times before hitting the ground. That's scary enough. Like that's mm-hmm. para- that's like petrifyingly scary these people live on a stick yeah now fun fact though we do have the technology it's currently being used in various ways to swaying is not a problem because you can counter sway because we have active damping systems that can that can throw a vibration the opposite direction into it's like sway. noise removal from momentum. Just, yeah it's wave interference yeah, yeah. and it just and it totally stabilizes it which is kind of freaky to see in action but uh, Worked for a company years ago that did that kind of technology where they could take this thing with this giant pole that normally, you know, that would rotate from way out in the base. And you'd think it kind of, when it would hit it, stop, you'd expect it to go, wow, 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 wow. But they had this little motivator down at the, down at the base. That's the opposite thing. They could, they could throw a counter vibration and just like this giant wobbly pole would just go ding and just stick like a, like it was animated that way. Okay. Not to bring this back to the movie and I'm sorry, but (laughs) why, why, come on, we're talking about poles here. Why does he live on a stick? Because it's there, cool. Well, there's radioactive pretty, yeah. zones at the, at the base in some places. You're not, not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. She. Well, they don't want her. She. She's also programmed to want to not be near the ground. Yeah. She's never supposed to get on the ground. He, oh. only, he, he only goes to the ground because it's his job. But he has to in case the drones are on well, the ground. If, in that case, like she only has to be like 
death height up. She could be seven well, stories but, up. Now let's uh, when when we're he goes. About, to, we're in the Hawaiian this is, mountains. Yeah, no, but this is zone. This is zone four nine. When they go to when he goes to zone five two, it's not a house on a stick. It's on a mountain. So why do they live on a stick? I don't know because whatever's below. Because well, they, they're down below. They're they're they themselves are subject to probably scav attack and yeah. You know, it's sorry, all, I'm just getting scared. It's all about keeping them separate from the scavs and vice versa. Yeah. 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 I just, oh, <laughs> yeah. There, now we actually get to see it. So there we go. I'm the out. broken the broken moon. No, that we actually no, we're actually looking the at base. the base. That's of the, the base oh, of the is, stick. Yeah. yeah, and there's a scab right there. Yeah, <laughs> with a saw. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, the more I think about it, the more I look at that house. It it's a beautiful. Uh, it's that last little cantilevered offset that freaks me out. I'm yeah. like, Jesus, not even on top of the stick. It's on I the w- edge of the stick. I wouldn't mind. Basically, I wouldn't mind as long as I never had to leave and therefore think about it. Dork like, man, as long as I don't dork have to man the pool is a window. Yeah, you'd never go swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Or go swimming. I don't go swimming in the pool I have now, so what are you going to do? <laughs> well, that's because your pool is freezing. <laughs> it is cold. I jumped in there and I got slightly dead. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine if you were like, oh, I'm going to go for a dip in the pool and you dive in, you look down a thousand feet below, there's scabs with hacksaws going to town. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to die in shorts. <laughs> I'm going to die in a swimming pool at 10,000 feet. God, that's feet. gorgeous. They have those They have those pools at like hotels, the really tall hotels that they, Where it's like know, the, they, the, water, the, they yeah, go yeah. right up to the edge and then waterfall off. I mean, it's a big, you know, no, I know wall what you're talking stuff, about, yeah. But Where like the never. wall of the pool is at water level. So in a picture, yeah. it looks like the water just ends and goes off into the distance. Yeah. It was actually when I worked uh, in that movie in Nicaragua, the, would, the, the pool for the resort was that. Uh, it had that, but below it was the lower level of the pool. Okay. So it was fine. But I would have, I would there have, was a pool was inside awesome. of a pool? Inception. Inception. I, I would have much more. You know what blue. bothers me the most is that it's not what an Inception is no, at all. That's not what it is. <laughs> what is the movie? Or that's not the movie or the meme yeah. that has sprouted from it. Oh, I was going to go in the direction of just doing a pool related Inception sound, which yeah. would be like bloop. <laughs> bloop. No, you're absolutely right. And I use it that way. And that's not correct at all. But it's I mean, just I do funny. it. For, I do it yeah. for the joke. Exactly. Yeah, for but, a joke. It's but it does bother me that the meme. Yeah. Yeah. The meme is based yeah, off of a lie. But it's still funny to do a dream within a dream. Yeah. So whatever. It's like the. Uh, like it should be like, like recursion the, you're, 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 or something. You're, you're, <laughs> it's recursion. That, that, that is what it is. <laughs> that's that's the name for it. Is recursion. Yeah. It's a Tom Cruise inside of a Tom Cruise. <laughs> Yo, anyway, dog, I heard you like Tom I'm Cruise. Desperately in my head, trying to distract myself from the stick concept. So let's move on. <laughs> what I'm still if, not okay with what this. What if what if uh, you were on that house and then there was some li- live theater with audience participation that you were in the audience of? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Brian? Yeah. <laughs> Did I just melt your brain? I've killed for less, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. And then they come off the stage and talk to you. Ooh. Anyway. And they, so have now, a, they have a cave spider. Yes. So now we're actually at the... At the uh, so a movie is actually still developing the mystery. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And this is when John Pavlich goes talking about the movie. I'm like, we didn't have anything to say for a while. Yeah, they were just well. It's, it's I think we did. I like we I like what's going stuff. on. This is, we're, you know, we're facing a problem. This is you know a pretty good movie. So you know, we, <laughs> as you. opposed to Elysium, where we started right in on the on the <laughs> on the hit on the punching and the opening credits, and we didn't stop till it was Thank over. Thank you, Latin Alice. And we went more than five minutes. But <laughs> but this is I got I I was digging this movie. I was. Unlike I, there's, I can count on the fingers of one hand the movies of the last year where I was like, I wonder how this is going to play out. I wonder what the st- this is a mystery that I, I'm curious about. You know, every other movie is like, how's he going to get to the, save the White House? This I, this movie actually <laughs> genuinely intrigued me. I wanted to like, I wonder what's actually happening here. And nicely, as you've already said, 
at the end, it all made sense. Yeah. And you actually, you knew what you were doing, movie, which is, it's sad that we have to go, well, it's nice that one movie in 2013 <laughs> successfully did that, which you would think is kind of the job of a movie, but yeah. it really isn't anymore. It's a, one it's, movie in this past year was yeah. successfully a movie. Yes. And it's it's surprising, I mean, because, you know, we were... We're making there. There really is no comparison to Gravity, other than that they're both science fiction movies that are kind of and don't suck old school and don't suck. Um, except, it's worth noting that Gravity Gravity is a very simple. I thought you were going to say except for Gravity. No, Gravity is a very <laughs> Gravity is a very simple, straightforward story, and this yeah. is actually a very convoluted story. Yeah. So it's really actually pretty surprising that it manages to pull it off as well as it does. It does. Does it because say something it could about us? Easily get lost. Like meta topic. Does it say something about us that we are this impressed with Oblivion? Where it's like uh, this movie. Well, Ryan tr- seems to think it does. <laughs> well, I mean, this movie. Uh, it's doing things that we've already seen and it's just rearranging them, which to be fair, most movies do exactly, that. Yeah. But this, this, this just but the, is doing it really. Well, I, like, for instance, I, I'm trying to not to, well, what uh, is it? not I to even think well, it's that. Well, other, well, other than, other than taking the bomb to the enemy and blowing him up his stronghold, what are you it, seeing that's it, so familiar here? Imagery-wise, once it, once they get up into the tent, it looks exactly like when he's traveling into the the mothership. Well, not to mention, well, yeah, like that's, that's the, still thirty minutes off. Well, sure, sure. Know, I, but well, I'm saying in general, it's the the sort of that's not well, general. I, that's I'm, not general. That's specific. I, I know that's I've true. seen that one guy in something else. <laughs> I have an answer to your question, but it's a spoiler to a movie that people should see. Yeah. Uh, so if you liked Oblivion, go watch Moon. Ah, okay. Well, yes. well there's a little there's bit that too. Fair enough. There's now, as far as what you're saying, design-wise, yes. The, the first I mean, act of this movie, not so much with the, what I was just saying. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, and I, I'm still with it here. This is very. I mean, like I said, the payoffs are tropey. Yeah. yeah. I, like I said, I, it's it still could go either way. I mean, it it became, as I said, it became sort of suspicious early on. Like I think you know clearly their mission isn't what they think it is, but what is their really mission? You know, that's that's the mystery to be solved. And then, but this, I like this part because it's like, well, now we've brought in this second character, this third character and this other element. And it's like, well, now it's like, it's this multiple thing where well, clearly she knows him, but he doesn't know her, but he feels like he should know her, but he shouldn't know her. And what's her deal going to be in all of this? And what way is she going to come out in it? And is the, is the new girl really who she seems to be, or is she the real problem? And that's the threat. You know, I love the, I love the dynamic of this middle act where you don't, you don't know what the hell's going on. And who's who and what and all that stuff in the chat. I think, it's, I think it's still playing really well, playing out really well. Zarban throws out honest question: Why is this movie called Oblivion? Sounds because Elysium cool. was taken. Yeah. Well, Hudson Hawk was also taken. Yeah. It was going to be Hudson Hawk <laughs> in the first place. The Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Who just? They, I mean, they were going to go. Oh, this perfect. This perfect. I mean, we'll use that. Well, the, oh, I shit. mean, I guess if you want to talk about, you know, is being on like, the edge of Oblivion, everything is everything is kind of. Out, out in the in that case then the, the actual the actual joke answer is abyss was taken it did yeah. not test well with house on a stick yeah <laughs> <laughs> no shit <laughs> yeah would you go see tom cruise in a movie called house on a stick yeah, they got a lot of no's on that one all right now okay we all have it. this to say right which is in the while it makes for a great trailer moment you you've you've taken away from the entire movie if you give away this moment yes. yeah no absolutely yeah. you I, I, as was this, this in the trailer again i, I knew nothing about this yeah. movie's existence until it was done this was in the trailer so if oh, okay. so when this, wait, wait, in that case when this moment happened were you like holy fucking shit i was like morgan freeman's in this i knew all in, he was in the poster so i knew he had to be in there somewhere oh okay which then, you, like, were, then you were kind of spoiled. which is unfortunate because yes because the fact that morgan freeman was in it the only thing he could be was oh fuck the scabs are human yeah well, well yeah, yeah well i mean what it boils down to is this is the 
embodiment of the last man on earth sat alone in a room and then there was a knock on the door. Yeah. But when you say someone's going to knock yeah. on the and door, it was, it was and you're Morgan like, Freeman. come on, you guys. And it's Morgan Freeman. It's like, come on, you guys. Why did you tell me that? You know, the, I was... Mm, I was hoping yeah. that Morgan Freeman was going to be like the middle of the first act twist thing and that makes the trailer okay yeah. and not an egregious yeah. sort of betrayal of what I was hoping to see that here. Really Holy suck. shit, hey, Ryan Weaver walked in the room. Ryan Weaver's here. Now see, that was so predictable. Oh, I don't yeah. understand why we're making such a big I don't know, deal out of that. I don't know why we put Ryan in the trailer. It totally yeah. ruined the surprise. But I agree. As soon as as soon as you know Morgan Freeman is in it, whether on the tr- the poster yeah. or whatever, you're it like, just, there's yeah. only one. Place it is it unfortunately, be. and it's the fault of you know. I understand everyone's point of view in that. It's like, well, the movie is telling the story it's telling, but the marketing people, how am I not going to tell you Morgan Freeman's in this movie? Come yeah. on, it's like, so you're asking me not to sell this movie for <laughs> yeah. you, basically. Is what you're telling. As me. if Tom Cruise alone could open a movie. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> So the the uh, the reflection in in Morgan Freeman's glasses there that's real. They didn't have to CG that or anything. That was comp- or comp it. They were like, uh, uh, the the DP makes a joke that Tom Cruise is the most expensive bounce card he's ever used. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. So yeah, the movie is here from here on. At least everything about the scabs is a little like yeah, kind of been there, done that. But yeah. how many post-apocalyptic, you know? How many Scav- we had scavenger lately? people can you have? You know, everything from Demolition Man to Road Warrior and everything in between. You know. Yeah. He's got an extra fancy suit. He he stole that suit directly from Batman. <laughs> He's got bat he came out. I can just I'll just bring my own suit. What do you think of yeah. that? Yeah. Well he made it for Batman, so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he has a right to steal it, yes. And then, then and ja- yeah, Jamie Lannister. Lannister. I can't find right. my I can't find my sister anywhere. And I am getting horny. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was. She's in the other B movie. That's right. She was the a, year before. Apparently, she's with some guy named Dread. I can't I don't know what to tell you. What was that conversation like? What were you at? I was in that one with Cruz. Oh, really? I was in that one with the the other guy. Yeah, who <laughs> kind of looks like Cruz if you squint a bit. Yeah, as long as he keeps his helmet on. So, not since that time when Matt Vader ordered us a pizza <laughs> has the chat room interacted with us in such a direct way. But Ryan Weber, who we were trolling at the beginning of this episode, has actually shown up. Uh, real quick, do a mic check because I just have to plug in here. I don't believe this really Hello. is Ryan Reber. Testies, testies, one, two, three. Hey, Ryan. I think the chat room is actually is an alien invasion force. It's fooling alive? us. The scabs are human. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Hi. Hey. Don't think I didn't hear your remark, Which young one? man. What Which you guys one? are like. Yeah, I guess it's humorless if you don't get the joke. No, that was him. But <laughs> Was that you? I don't disagree. What humor are you talking about here, though? Like, I like this I like this bit, the, the, the note that... Um, uh, Kaczynski said he's he makes the thing about we got to throw the long ball. He's like, in yeah. in his mind he was like they saw him obsessing over football, so they're making football <laughs> metaphors yeah. to try and connect with yeah. him. What what football? What what do football people talk about? Yeah, I, that happens to me in my everyday life all the time. <laughs> oh, they, these guys are probably speaking football metaphors. Hey, we're yeah. gonna have to, we're gonna have to do a hail mary and throw the bomb. Sports ball. We're going to have to touch <laughs> those downs. <laughs> All right, so Ryan, did I misrepresent you, or were you slightly sort of unimpressed by this film? Well, okay. I mean, it's uh, all right. So I jumped in the chat room because you guys were starting, and I was doing some work at home, and I was like, "Cool." And um, sorry to and interrupt I, you. Well, I just hit a bunch of no, it's fine. I'm done. I, I just hit a bunch of like sort of like. Well, I'll throw this in there for the chat room to sort of pick up on and go with later because like these were sort of my main issues, which to me sort of mm, it's hard to ignore this package of issues. And, and Teague really was like, go, "Suck my butt." You were and like, Teague, all right. Teague was like, "So Ryan says it's humorless, yeah. and uh, feel free to come by." I'm like, okay. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Social engineering. 
But uh, so I'll hang out for a little bit. But um, so you guys are just talking about the scavs. Were you ever were you ever at any point like thinking that they were creatures and not people no, wearing there's, shit? There's like, really no point when you for, can for about that. for about the first until the until first you, half until of you the actually first saw one encounter. <laughs> yes, until yeah. until uh, the first time there was one of any kind in <laughs> that a was shop. not edited to be yeah. just yeah. a blurry exactly. thing, Majigger. Yeah. No, I mean just yeah, any kind at all. It's like I you know yeah. It's like I mean, not, not only are they scabs, but I'm pretty sure that they were all uh, they all work for Terry Gilliam at some yeah. point. You can you can when when they're all appearing and all the little lights and eyes are showing up behind right. him. Yeah, that's great. But as soon as you see them running around, it's like ah, oh, that's a dude. That's a guy all in right. a suit. Yeah. yeah, I think either either that, this movie is cheaper than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that cert- is, that is a monster, but it's a guy in a suit. <laughs> There's certainly ways that you could do that to you know just be more obscure and sort of hidden with them. But I mean, come on, maybe that's this. it's like what who who are we tricking here? Maybe like, I feel insulted. Also. Maybe like it may, that. that might also be a problem of, again, if like I keep comparing this to if this had come out in 1975, this would have beat Star Wars to greatest sci-fi movie of all time. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody would. But yeah, sure. Uh, but also because well, that's well, also skipping effects, 35 sure. years right, of right, sci-fi right. movies. But part of it, part of it is the. Uh, oh, yeah. It's because we also know what effects can do. It's like if you see somebody who is supposed to be a monster and is clearly a man in a suit, that's because that's supposed to be a man in a suit. Yeah, right. Because if it were really supposed to be a monster, it would be a digital thing. Yeah, yeah. it would be a monster monster. It yeah. sure would be. So, um, un- unfortunately, that that kind of tips its hand just as a like meta. Just because we're past thing. the days of yeah. guys in suits actually being the exactly. Monster. If if yeah. it w- yeah. if we were still in the days where that happened, yeah. that trick might have worked. Now better. it's okay. It, it, they, they, there was a shot we just had, and it's all it's well beyond the point where they revealed that the scabs are human, um, to the point where. Morgan Freeman looked in the camera and said, "We are human," yeah. <laughs> which is just to sell it, just to sell that idea. By the way, bullseye, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so I can do, I can, three syllables, I can get it done. Um, oh, I love how this guy got blah. Yeah, just like that's, that's and his gun stays in place yeah, like a wily E. Coyote. He cartoon. was blown out of these, blown up so quickly. Little droids. By the way, great, great audio work on these on all around, but these droids with their with their sounds they make. And the scene is all about this is why we don't fuck with the droids. Yeah, because every one we take down. We lose four of our. Yeah, guys. it's not it's just not worth it to mess with droids. <laughs> it's a lot of collateral damage. <laughs> it's yeah. like portal really in this bitch. And I do, I really do, even though it's the one where it does turn into a video game. But I do like the scene that's coming up where a drone actually makes it into the compound. Oh, and yeah. just lays waste to the yeah, whole yeah. place. Um, that, that's why we don't let the drones in. But anyway, so um, <laughs> we the, had a meeting about this. Yes, the idea of um, we're talking about well, what we're human and all that kind of. They have the shot that just happened. It's a while ago now, but when the guy is uh, you know up on the rock face there, you know, looking down at Moss Eisley spaceport, and uh, and there's a close up of you know he takes his binoculars down and he's got this weird multi you know faceted head. That's fine. I mean, the scavs don't have to be monsters. They say the scavs are the aliens. Well, yeah. that passes for an alien for me. I mean. That's fine. You, know, you could have revealed them like that. So I don't think it's necessarily... It, all you're really seeing is that the scabs are humanoid. True. But the fact that they're... What bugs me is the fact that they kind of pushed it too far the other way, I thought. Or it's like, well, why are they scrabbling around like they're... Exactly. Like they're, like they're trying to do a bad roadshow company of aliens if they're guys. You know, it's like they're not trying to hide from him that they're human. And the droids don't care or that already class them as targets so it's like you avoid they, laser fire why are they are just way. moving like we're scary bugs look at us well the, yeah. the idea I thought they were just the, trying to stay in cover the idea was moving. the idea was supposed to by be by the way this exact beat happened in Legacy a lot of well Tron Legacy <laughs> a lot of uh, and, and Sleepless in Seattle for that matter. <laughs> 
what the she goes. The way the scabs have uh, uh, scabs have do more Dido uh, designed themselves. Or sixpence or whatever that was. Sixpence and then the richer. The reason the reason they look the way they do is because and we and we do see that um, the the drones are basically built to recognize humans. Yeah. And if they don't recognize him, they will shoot a human. But they won't. It doesn't shoot. You know the dog mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and so their whole idea is they need to make themselves look yeah. as non-human as possible, and that includes the way that they move around the droid. Mm, that's Un- a good justification. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> they've already been kind of you know the 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 drone has already triggered on them, so it doesn't help. Right, <laughs> but right, they, that's right, just right. what they kind of, which do. is kind of silly drone programming because it's like unless the aliens for some reason like dogs a lot, yeah, um, it's like. How about you just shoot anything that moves that isn't Tom Cruise yeah. and the woman? How about that? That's sim- it's much simpler programming. But you can't explain that in the first uh, two acts of the movie. So. Yeah. Now well, I, well I, you absolutely can because you know the they they thought about having it shoot the dog and they were like, well, yeah, how see, about people we would hate that. that. But the idea that like drones will kill any fucking thing that moves yeah. that isn't Tom Cruise and his and his compartner, which which just makes perfect sense. All right, now this is a totally uncomfortable zone to find yourself in, and thank you for coming. But what was your Uh-oh. thing with uh, with Oblivion that it didn't blow you away in the way that we're all talking about? Well, it? and I, I I do want to acknowledge first that like I really do actually it, it's a very watchable movie, yeah. and I enjoy a lot of its execution. The production design is amazing. I don't the know if any of us said it really blew say, us away. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all said. I said very it, specifically in, it doesn't. In a year but. of shitball movies, this mm-hmm. one succeeds by being not shitball. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like isn't that sad? But well, I mean, it's okay. So uh, the, the main sort of problems that I have are that, like, when you're watching the movie, it's sort of like you always feel like you're just kind of waiting for the next little phase of it, to where it's like, okay, these guys are totally people. I guess that's probably going to be the Morgan Freeman folks, and I guess that'll get explained soon. Uh, his he's he's starting to remember things that aren't his memories, but yeah, I'm sure that's totally exactly what it appears to be on the surface. And so you're kind of waiting for that to come out. I, I, you know, in the, in later in the scene where it's sort of, uh, actually uh, you're just saying exactly how I felt about this movie. Keep going. You're right. Well, I mean, la- la- even down to just sort of later in the scene when he's like going to shoot the guy out in the sand dune and it's like, they're holding out who it's going to be. And you're kind of like, was there anyone who didn't think yeah. like, even if you hadn't figured out how, it's like, well, it's going to be Tom Cruise. There's about oh, yeah, two totally characters in this yeah. movie. <laughs> like, it's yeah. going to be. But it's so, not yeah. like they spent thirty minutes going, "Who is that guy in the sand dune?" It's it's a, you know, yeah. it's no, a, no, it's quick. It's a sequence. quick thing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying there, are, there, it feels like there are a, a lot, lot of bits of that. that is, yeah. your, is your point but, more like predictability? Well, I mean, sort of. But well, just accepting it and being like, okay, I got it. Go. I mean, but I mean, okay. So let's back out to like more of a bird's eye view of this thing for a second, which is like the premise, which is that this enormously daunting technological alien race that's coming down here and has enormous ships sucking up water for fifty years or whatever, um, like needs to clone these two. We, we actually we talked about that. We, and we, I think we were in transit. We covered that one and like these these found droids. an answer that we liked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What yeah. Was, well, they, you, they basically when they when they you know caught these guys the first time, yeah. they cloned them and basically that was their invading army. They they created these clones of these guys, and so when they still needed to they need to collect the resources and stuff like that and fix the drones. And like, well, we already did all the work. We can just print more of these anytime we need to. We've got five hundred thousand of these so guys. Tom already. Cruise is Django. Yeah. But like, do you really have to go to the trouble of figuring out how to clone a, a foreign race to you and then program their brains to do your bidding when you have like these droid robots that run around and do whatever the hell you want? Like, it doesn't seem like they have a problem they made with a, manpower. They, they, this and, and, 
you know, um, Brian doesn't like it, and I'm not entirely sure I like it either. But the justification of it was that mm-hmm. the the drones the drones can't the drones can't think around corners. Humans are, have ingenuity and stuff like that, and it's something that they they value that for. So like it's it's that mm-hmm. trope, and they never explicitly say it. this is coming from the this is coming from the director. Com- there's there's but when, it, but it is that sci-fi trope of humans just have that special quality of humanness right. that makes them so human. Which that's that's bullshit. I would much yeah. happier with you know it's like well if something I hope nothing goes wrong with Curiosity on Mars. Like well why? Because it can't fix itself. Because that would be. A whole other level of roboting, yeah. <laughs> besides the fact of what it's supposed to be doing. So it's like we can curiosity bu- can't take out a piece of gum and fix itself. Yeah, exactly. So we can we can build. I mean, there's there's one that got stuck in a hole, and that was all she wrote. It was like, yeah. well, if we had Tom Cruise, he could go. There you go, little fella. It'd be all done. <laughs> we have so, to send Tom Cruise to Mars. Yeah. Well, it, eventually, yes. It, but but the idea that uh, you know the the bigger idea is mm-hmm. that they cloned them originally. As as someone said, and I don't know how explicit it is the director in the commentary or if it's in the movie. Well, he's, well Morgan Freeman tells him that. Says, yeah. That it's a, it's it's a, you know sent them back to go. Hey, everybody, it's us, your beloved astronauts from space. Surprise! However, that kicked off the invasion. Right. Was right. as a Trojan horse. Um, you know, hey, we talked to the thing in space, and it's totally benign, so we should allow all of its happy well, robot it like, friends to come down or whatever. It was the, something like thousands of. Jack Harper's just poured out of yeah. the ship, and it's like, oh, we're going to war with this one guy. Yeah, now. which will with this? See, that doesn't make that that doesn't make as That's much what sense they to said. me. Yeah, but it's supposed to. You know, the idea, like, this thing appears in space. Earth knows about it. That's the premise. Yeah, they were sent they, to. They retest their astronauts. Their astronauts went inside of it. It makes perfect sense strategically for two astronauts to come back and go, oh, it was awesome, you guys. It was totally cool. It's like Candyland in there, and they totally want to be friends and awesome in order to let the aliens bide their time right. to infiltrate, to prepare for their massive assault where they blow up the moon or sure, whatever. Sure. But that's not what they did. That's, well, according that's, to the story, that happens, that's, that's, yeah. that's, how well, it we started that's how it started uh-huh. but then the idea of just to send back 10,000 Tom Cruises is like well you, I'm with I'm with I'm with him well, you, you had the drones right <laughs> they're just they're, you weren't they seem to be you, pretty effective you weren't sending them down to repair drones you were sending the drones are for blowing shit up that's what you <laughs> wanted them to be doing mm-hmm. that's what you needed so so again that, that idea is no I will yeah. I will no. I will happily play the card of you know, who knows what aliens are thinking the same way Christians play. Well, you know, God works in mysterious ways to explain a lot of heinous shit, too. But <laughs> to a certain point, um, I, I I think I will agree with you. That I think that particular thing either needs a little bit more explaining or a little bit less explaining. It's true. Yeah. yeah, it's one or the other. But to me, I mean, the whole thing, you know, and we can you, you can you can talk about that all day long. But like to me, it just sort of smelled like I have this. I have a first act in my head and then yeah. I'm going to build a movie to sort of justify yeah. that setting. That's, you know, that sort of environment, this, you know, kind of interesting setting and environment, you know, I think my, my, any, you know, any, anything with this premise and I'm talking about, you know, cloning people and, you know, duplicating them is, is all already problematic in terms of what we know is possible and, and so on. You know, you can clone a person, but how do you give them the memories and yada, yada. I, I'm okay with that. Except the, what, for me, the disconnect that really makes me kind of, you know, have to step back, literally like avert my eyes a little bit from that direction is that the invading army is clearly, as far as we can see, is some kind of mechanical machine race. So why they would, you know, how do they have the technology and ability to go, oh, we'll take the squishy bionic forms and manipulate them (laughs) however we want. Sure. And do that, send them back. It's like, why literally, literally, 
blocky machine race, why didn't you send down blocky machines, which clearly is your thing. Right. You know, well, it, why it's this like the old rig- short story. Why They're made whole- <laughs> of meat. Yeah, exactly. Why this whole rigmarole with the with right. the, with the astronauts? You know, again, it's to get the premise going. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like you know, okay, you buy the premise, you buy the bit that this. Okay, I'll take it as read that this alien intelligence, because they needed some kind of operative down on Earth, said, okay, we're going to take over humans and manufacture them ourselves. Okay, now tell the story. You know, that's a large magic bean, but it's not hugely oversized. I've swallowed this is larger. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. This is this is essentially um <laughs> I they, love this. This is, this is a great moment. That's that's a great shot. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. And I love the fact that, you know, I was like I was just like he just blew her into confetti. Yeah. <laughs> like and that's a, her. That's her exactly. flying around that's, right that's now. her bits. And it's Mike a, TV. Exactly. And what a nice way to avoid the the hard R rating by going in when a person gets you completely just, blown yeah. to bits. It's more like it's more like Yeah, it's more like Christmas. It's kind of a Christmas kind of a vibe. By the way, that last scene I didn't want to talk over your point because you were coming to the end of your of your what you were talking about just then, but the the line where she says, "But I don't want to know." Yeah. Aside from the fact that I have sort of character problems with that, I'll set that entirely aside. I honestly feel like that line was not necessary. Uh-huh. I don't think we needed that beat. I feel like the nail was pretty much in the wood there. You didn't have to give it that last <laughs> time. I like, I like mm, uh, the, the little detail here where, you know, basically God, this, this, Sally, yeah. this Sally program is, you know, something that kind of runs automatically. It's a lot more glitchy now that it's having to think on its feet. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to pull this file up as often. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, no. It's, well, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, impressive uh, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. rendering like a human being and they're behavior yeah. and language you know it's Mike like, did you ever existentially challenge <laughs> smarter child on aim <laughs> <laughs> I did actually uh, wait you did I, huh yeah sometimes were you really like what are you sometimes <laughs> what, what is that a chatterbot kind of yeah thing? it's a chatbot yeah 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 what I, am I going back to to your guys's topic earlier I think basically this movie in the because it's the it's at the center of the the premise and of the magic bean is this super artificial intelligence that it basically for story purposes is God. Yeah. You know, it's all, and the, and, Im- it's and, infinitely intelligent and infinitely powerful. And the and director does basically say that he's, he, one of the reasons he never really explains what the aliens are up to. He's like, they're not going to explain it to us. <laughs> like <laughs> it, whatever. It, it, it's story wise. It creates the same problem that religion That's has true. by itself. It's just like, well, if God knows everything, he can do everything. Isn't that the end of the ballgame? Well, but the counter argument is then he just might as well go, fuck it, uh, raccoons with uh, laser beams. <laughs> well, isn't that really what a platypus is? When you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end Reading of the, day? the Goodwill so. hunting script out of Holly Hunter's Tears. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I mean, that, that's, I think that's the, that's the core issue is if this, if this artificial intelligence is so powerful and just infinitely, you know, knowledge knows everything well, and can do everything. It, it, it's not necessarily that, but it is it is beyond it's, our understanding. It's, it's, it's not so going far, to. It's so far above. It might as well be. It's not going to justify. Clearly, that's, to us. clearly, it's infinitely powerful because it's still in the active process of taking over the world and and having setbacks and yeah. doing it. So, it has some issues. So, so this uh, they they actually built. So that's practical. Because yeah, it was actually on a gimbal. Yeah, they yeah. built yeah. they built the interior and there's a gimbal. There's a little bit later uh, after they go through this little ice canyon here where he's. They roll through the canyon and then they roll out and he turns to her and he goes, are you okay? And the way he says it, he's got like a little laugh in his voice. That's because that's literally Tom Cruise acting the, asking the actress, are you okay? It looked like they could, you could go all the way over. You can, you can yeah. go. It was, yeah. a it was full, great. They had the straps flying yeah. around. It's awesome. So, yeah. so I, I love that they kept that in the movie because they're like, that's a great little moment right <laughs> yeah, there. That, that was so real, yeah. Tom. In the chat room, Zarban has a trenchant script note. Mm-hmm. He says... 
uh, on the subject of uh, oblivion and where <laughs> a we trenchant are, script note on the trench sequence <laughs> and, and where we are in the movie and all that stuff and considering what we've all talked about he says it would be cool if robots sent Tom Cruise to fight us and we fought back with robots <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. We created we the, the monsters all along. What does it really mean to be human? See, I was setting up the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I it's, of all things, it's like yeah. This is this is the only section of the thing where, first of all, it gives me horrible pod racing flashbacks. Yeah. But but this isn't. Why why don't the why don't yeah and that's and then and then that why don't either of them do what the. Uh, law guy did in that episode of Firefly. Yeah, just, just fucking like flies over him. Fly overhead. So it just, just this one, this scene just felt like you know arbitrary thrill ride. Like, all right, you got to kind of do one of no, these. Not even and that. Dorian finding Emo figured out to swim over the jellyfish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm also not sure why these these droids, which have like cool guns that like pivot and swivel, like don't just fly over and shoot down at them. Like, seems like that'd be the easier yeah, way to go. That's also a good strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they have a prime directive not to hit rocks. But this is way yes. more fun. And he can turn can, around they and, can, and he does his little thing. Listen, even mindless killing machines get bored sometimes. That's right. They play by the rules. Ooh. Yeah, I wasn't... Dude, I that's, wasn't like a, that's like a TV pilot. That's I wasn't great. wild for <laughs> this uh, this particular sequence in Tron Legacy either, because this is basically a sequence in Tron Legacy. I think so. this one's better than the Tron Legacy one. I mean, I, I, this is I more agree. entertaining it's, to me. I, I, I will agree with that. I, I did find myself getting a little bored during Legacy. Neither I mean, are especially imaginative, yeah, right here. but... This is. Oh, yeah, yeah, by it. the way, can, can anyone help me with this? Because I've been trying all day. I was watching this movie a little bit earlier today, and I still I don't know who does she look like. She's reminding me of someone yeah. very particular, and I can't figure it out. Uh, does anyone know? Right. Does anyone does anyone have a thing where it's like the Tig, girl in Oblivion looks like Tig? That's your wife. You <laughs> met you met on top of the Empire State <laughs> Building. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> She looks her, like she, then, she does look I, like someone. She looks like, like Angelina if, Jolie after the swelling went down. It's yeah. like Angelina oh. Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey. Wow. Okay. Which, by the way, I portmanteaued, and that's impressive. That's that's Angelina jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> As Angelina like, Joe Gordon Levitt is an image just going to take a while to get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. I mean, we still got what twenty minutes left of the movie, so yeah. at least that long. <laughs> So I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we can. We can. We can immediately at any time switch to the scene that's actually happening. But did you guys already sort of address the Independence Day slash everything ever ending? Yeah, and we have no problem. Yeah, we're all okay with that. My problem is that like, what's what else? How else do you end it? Um, I I I think is I wish they had found one last little. You know, to to bring to it an extra yeah. resonant. I mean, the, detail. the surprise they added to it was surprise. It's Morgan Freeman, bastards! Woohoo, bang! <laughs> right. So you know, like yeah. we can't tell the difference between a human and a nuclear device. Yeah, yeah. pod, and we're not going to look in the window that has. Yeah. Hey, it worked does have the, a window. Worked in the Matrix too. So so it's yeah. I'm okay with that because my my thing is well strategically, what's a better plan than that? There really isn't <laughs> a better plan than that. Well, let's take a fucking nuke to their hometown and fry them. Sure, let's do that. So so you're kind of narratively stuck. With okay, there's a well, you're stuck because that's sort of like the plot that you decided to go with, where we well, have no, to saying, like solve the entire it, universe in this movie. Well, you know? I'm saying that if that was if this was real, mm-hmm. that would also be our plan because that's <laughs> the best plan you could possibly have. Well, that's fair. anything else is overcomplicating things. Sure, so we have sure. a nuke and they want us to come up. I think I've got the answer. <laughs> right, right. So so it's like you know any anything that sets that up, it's like anything else is like why didn't you just bring the fucking nuke? 
you idiot, no. but this is your crazy plan or whatever. My issue with it, I mean, Trey, Trey Mayweather will be right, and that's like, that's the only thing you could do. So I'm but, just saying, dramatically, you should find ways to make that not be a plan that would be so obvious. Like, there's a reason we can't do that, but then, of course, you have to work harder to come up with a my, fun, fun finale. Did, my my did, issue is only the fact that the massive super intelligence should see that coming. And yeah. if they're like, like Trey saying, if there's one thing like, yes, we brought the nuke and we knew you would know that we would bring the nuke, but we did this one extra yeah. thing that you didn't Triple think we would agent. do. Triple yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, something exactly. like that. Exactly. I like the, they, they point out and it, it is very subtle. And I, I like when, you know, the Tom Cruise proof, has such good running posture. Yeah. He can run <laughs> and he's straight as an arrow. He does guy. a great job of playing the difference between uh, Jack four, nine and Jack five, two here because the, the guy that we've been following the whole movie, he's been like, he, you know, he's seen all this other yeah. shit and he's like, and he, now I got to deal with this shit. He too. knows something's up. He knows Fine. the world is fucking whereas, up. He's McLeaning. He, yeah, yeah, whereas his brain just imploded he's like, because he has hell? no idea yeah. that anything stri- untoward has been going his on. His world was fine now, until just here's my now. Thing, and yeah. it's, it's interesting because <laughs> earlier today I was rewatching this sort of. I mean, I, I had other things going on and I wanted to sort of pretend like I had seen it again today. So I had it on, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> And the conversation came up. Okay, duly noted. Perfect. <laughs> that I see. If you were to find yourself in a situation where you're already kind of confused and on a wire's edge, and then, like Trey, you meet a duplicate Trey, <laughs> sure. is your first move, well, what I got to do is got to get him in a chokehold? Or do you go, hey, other me, I'm assuming we have the same thought processes. Do you know what's going on? Because... We're both me. That's not dramatic. Like, or do you have, like, honestly, like the, the or if the, you're Jim Jackman in the Prestige, you just shoot the bastard. Yeah, just like, shoot him. Like, well, I, if he's got a gun on me, I'm probably gonna try. I and, sort of reject yeah. the premise of the dichotomy of uh, well, of to response be, to meeting a clone, which is either you're gonna try to fight it to the death or fuck it. Well, I go. There's a middle <laughs> one where it's like I just want to have a very satisfying well, bantery conversation yeah. with myself, it, real quick. But you have to understand. I mean, that all depends on the character. There, there may be an aspect of of you know Jack Harper who's like, what are this, you? If this happened to me and I hadn't been through the last week, yeah. I'd probably shoot it in the face. Well, so <laughs> I need to get that gun out of its hand. It's, yeah. it's the context. Oh, that's, it's the, okay. That's it's fair. the context yeah. too. He's on a planet where it's. It's like the, the only no other human here. being he's yeah. ever seen is like his wife. So it's like, this is a big deal. And it's also, you know, you both have a gun in your hand. It's kind of hard to not just point at. Like, you're not going to want to be the first to put it down. Yeah. That's all. You know, there's well, saying, he did. Like, if because I'm, I know me and I'm an asshole. So if well, I drop yeah, my but, gun. But like if I meet if I meet me on a desert planet, I but the, my first move is not try to fuck that guy or yeah, try to fight that be. guy. I go, hey, did you like the Princess Bride 2? Like, can I see your? How key? similar like, are we? Can I see your Let's house key? Notes. I wonder if they're the same key and shit well, like that. No, because like, I've seen I've seen like the thing too. I'd be <laughs> first thing. I'm having that conversation with a gun pointed at it. Oh, so you're like idly conversationally Whedon-esquely curious yeah. with a gun at his head. Yeah, like. Hey, and if he really hey, is, other Michael. if he really is me, he'll understand. <laughs> so can I? Uh, did we already go through the part where they talked about how I like the I like the tension with the droid, by the way, in that and the I keep calling them their drones, but mm-hmm. uh, where it's like that is going to shoot us both if we don't shut it down quickly. I don't have time to deal with you anyway. Sorry, you yeah. were saying like um, where Morgan Freeman and those folks like send the signal to take down her thing, like they didn't yes, explain they that. They did yet. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so like how how did they know that they were up there and how did they send a signal to take it down? Like, no. do, do they, do they address the details of that? I, I recall that being like a very weird, like, wait, what? There was like sort a, well, thing. cause it was, it I was, would have watched this again and reviewed yeah, it normally. It was like a, hu- it was, you know, a NASA project or whatever. So I guess it had an emergency beacon, 
um, it got lost in space. They, so they basically had speech, automated. The speech, I, the line I saw, where he goes, it took us it took us forty years just to refigure the GPS data. It's like they knew it was up there. They just didn't know how to. They mm. were figuring out how to get the signal to it mm-hmm. all this time. And and the signal device is the thing that he finds it. The, and they're just think, hoping it wouldn't burn up or get shot up by the the drones. I yeah. guess, huh? Because they wanted. What did they want to do? They wanted to get somebody out of there. Like they wanted to get a like. They people? wanted to wake up. Like, the rest what was of the, the plan? Okay, and that's yeah. actually yeah. a fair question. I'm not entirely clear. I know they wanted. I know she May- wanted the the. Um, or I think maybe they also wanted the flight recorder because they were like, okay, if we can find out what yeah. is the deal with this, yeah, like thing. what happened up there. That's an acceptable size stick for a house to be on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I if mean, we, if if the stick fails, then you fall down the mountain. That's fine. There, if if we can find out what happened out there, we may be able to find a way to deal with it. And maybe that was their kind of whole. Yeah. Idea. I mean, maybe they didn't have a step two as part of that <laughs> yeah. plan. Yeah. Step one: get the thing out of space. Step two. Let's deal with step one. Step two, see what happens when we get the thing out of space. Because yeah. what else have we got we can do? Step yeah. one, get it out of space. Step two, uh-uh, we're not there yet. Go back to the first one. Step, step two, step one's never going to work. <laughs> Who cares? I would step live. one, divide by zero. <laughs> step two, wait. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, profit. profit. Step four, make a web series. <laughs> I would live in this house. I, I love how I I know, the whole thing is Fuck you, as it's on as, the stick. As long as I had a maid. <laughs> to keep all these shirts. Which, by the way, I didn't bring it's got to be wiped down every yes, every all the time. half hour, yeah. all the time. I didn't want to bring it up earlier, just not to belabor the point. But you know how in the original Tom Cruise her house, there was that sort of cool spiral staircase in the living room. Uh-huh. There was an outside exterior shot of that house on a stick, where the spiral staircase is going down the stick. <laughs> yeah. That's like when you yeah. get to the top, that moment at the top of the roller coaster before you go down, and you notice there's steps over there, <laughs> where it's like, holy shit, whoever comes up here. <laughs> But five miles up. That's if it gets stuck. Did you ever you see the? Uh, yeah. Did you ever see the? Uh, YouTube Why are the video spiral staircase to the house get stuck? of the the people who service like the top of the radio antennas that are like? Oh, and then the he does the. Tall. Oh, fuck that! And I he, do not. He watch shot that it with shit. like a super wide angle GoPro helmet. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Don't make it nauseous. Well, it's not going to hold that shit. Well, then there was that lunatic who climbs up on construction cranes and hangs off. God, there. I saw that. That was just. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh, it's insane. He doesn't he's, even work he, there. He breaks in. Yeah. He's not even like hanging on with his thumbs and shit. It's just yeah. like the, no, yeah. the, the 90 degree it's, angle finger hold. It's planking on steroids. It's a, it's a, yeah. Well, it's a parkour thing. He's a, he's a yeah. parkour type guy. But he climbs out to the edge of a construction crane and then let's dangles off of it and then lets go with one hand. Yeah, let's let's protect ourselves against one, the future. He does one arm pull-ups on the thing. Let's oh. protect ourselves against the future here. We don't want to date this podcast. He was a parkour guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, true. You know that guy? And now he's a stand on the streets. We've all seen that one video that ends really spectacularly, but badly. <laughs> but he goes, I regret nothing. Yeah. Wow, I've got a long time here. I, I, I really do regret nothing. I guess this anyway. was, uh, they, they slightly did change the interior a little bit, at least. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the colors. Color the colors. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting. You'd think if they're just mass producing these things, they'd all be identical, especially right. if they're counting on no one bumping into each other. It's not right. like you need a lot of variety. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a cookie cutter it's thing. Movie, movie thing. It's, I think it's just for us, just the so audience, to not exactly. get disoriented. Yeah. Go, did he fly back to his own place and yeah. she's back or yeah, what? Yeah. Meanwhile, gotta get her to Elysium. They also like, yeah, they they made the point about, uh, we had an early, they had an early, uh, you know, thing where early on they, they, established this thing this this little healing brush mm. um and then they went let's see what happens if we cut it if people will just get it because yeah. they understand sci-fi and they were like zero you know percent doing. of people yeah. were confused yeah, exactly. when we that's, cut that's that out. the easiest thing to grasp he was like yeah okay they got a thing you know you talk about like actors restraining themselves and like ooh, what a restrained performance 
every time you see Tom Cruise walk in a movie, <laughs> yeah, that's him just like toning it down. <laughs> Not going full cruise on him. His kinda natural, to, he his natural wants to be straight, running. Yeah, his natural state <laughs> oh. is running around. Yeah, he's actually tensing his anti-run yeah. muscles when yeah. he's doing that. <laughs> like his default state is running. Oh wow, look at how well he's he can holding walk. himself back at yeah. all times. Yeah. Wow. He did so little. It's it's all about the notes you don't play, Trey. Yeah. It's all about the steps you don't take. His natural state is sprinting. <laughs> it's all about the sprints you don't sprint. <laughs> Ask his mom. Is it a boy? We think so. <laughs> He's miles away now. Uh, I also enjoy the the alien trope of the, the the giant, powerful species that can traverse interstellar distances that need our water. No, no, no. We talked about this. Need we talked water. about this, and it actually works. Uh, I mean, at least it's real science. In this one, they're they're mining the deuterium from the seawater, and deuterium is rocket fuel. So. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's not. It's not. It's not necessarily. We did say not super yeah. efficient. There's not no. necessarily like not necessarily better places in solar system with shallower gravity wells to get it. I just start to think that if they could get here, they could probably slam some nuclei together and start making it yeah. for themselves. You, you know. Think so. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at least they're not the natural oh, resources. At least they're not, you know, allergic to water and it's not acid <laughs> yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah. There are levels yeah. of dumb science. Yeah. At least they're not injecting blood into a dead triple for no particular <laughs> reason. <laughs> I don't know. I tried Drano. That didn't happen. Yeah. Anything, so. <laughs> Give me some. What are, what are you drinking there? Is that orange soda? Give me some of that. Let me shoot some of that into this triple. <laughs> why? Why? Because I'm not a real fucking doctor. That's why. <laughs> I'm an insane because person. Because I'm bored. Yeah. What do you do? Dappin's dead. Bored? What are we supposed to do now? Movie's so serious, though, most of the time. Don't you it's, think they could have benefited from some levity in the beginning between, like, the two? Well, that's what Bob is for. You know? Yeah. That's what Bob's it's, there for. It's, I suppose. I mean, it's tricky. Cl- clearly, he needs Bob because his, his, his companion is a little. It's tricky little to have. Flat. It's tricky to have humor without, like, a frame of reference. And these people are only, you know, three years old, basically, because yeah. they're clones. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to, to. It's hard to get that to feel natural with characters like this. Like, I think about it and I'm like. You're right in the sense that but I might have enjoyed do? that, but what, yeah. did, what would you do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could have just been, been in, in the relationship that they have as a married couple. They should be very comfortable and everything. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, what do you, you're like stuck with one person on this, like, planet. It's like you're going you're gonna well, to have actually, inside you know, I could see each other. Yeah. You know I, what, I mean? I, what I could see is uh, the two of them not having any sense of humor because, you know, they're clones. But and something like, here, something going on but here. Something, These she, she, like, bringing up an old running joke between them as an uh, actual couple. Well, right. And Morgan Freeman and I guess, Jamie you know Lannister what? having, the, you know, the other thing too, It's just shorthand is what it is. A fair point is actually... Actually, I should uh, with the one he's married. He's married to the one in the beginning. He's the redhead, well, right? whatever you he's, want to call them. He's clone married to the first he, one. Sure, he sure, believes sure. that they're they're but like married. her character's yeah. supposed to like they're not exactly on the same page about right. their situation yeah. stuff. Yeah. So she would be a little more kind of. You that's know. that's what I get. Yeah, okay. like he, he's the you know she's always reining him in. She's always like, "Don't go off the program. Yeah, don't you know? Don't, that's the purpose. Don't she has bring to me serve, any flowers. Yeah. Okay. Don't you know? Hey, that's not fair. But I'll fuck you to distract you anytime you sort of start to think <laughs> about the wrong things. I'll just take my clothes off and we'll have sex. And we'll jump that? in our in our pool in our in our sky pool. Fuck so, that pool. <laughs> so I, I also like I really Tigo wonder like what pool. it must feel like I to don't be like heights. 
God. What, 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 is it, what does it feel like to be that chick when you're sitting in a movie theater at the premiere and they have that scene where she takes the clothes off and she jumps in the thing and it's like, there you're within close proximity of 400 people staring at your gap. The profile, the silhouetted profile <laughs> yeah, of your labia. Like, that's got to be right. awkward. Well, that's because, you know, that's when you go, and that's when the, the body double comes in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. when you lean over to your mom and say, that was a stunt double. That, that, was, was, a, that was a body double. Totally that is not double. my trench run. Even if, even if <laughs> it's not true, that's what you tell your you mom. You can use that today. If it's if it's a full shot with your face in it, you can be like, no, it was, it was yeah, effects. No, it's totally not Special effects guys. It wasn't even me. I was on another continent What's at the funny time. is, I'm even more qualified to make that argument as someone who has done nipple replacement for HBO. <laughs> replacement? Mom, those to make them look better? Yeah. Mom, those aren't my tits. Wow. They did. They digitally enhanced they did my work tits. I didn't that. know you worked on girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me that about Lena Dunham. I don't want to know that. I want to... Yeah. No, uh, it was a different HBO show. Uh, actually, it was Showtime. But was, okay, that's very different then. Yeah, <laughs> I always wonder. I like, like how you were like, I don't believe it. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. It, what if you, you know, say Game of Thrones for example? You like you, you're fortunate enough to meet one of those women and you know go on a date and things go well, <laughs> and then you get to that point in the relationship and go like, I was tricked. <laughs> I was Wait, I was sold a different it's set a of trap. nipples. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I was sold a bill of goods. <laughs> Speaking of Jamie Lannister, there, there you go. There he is. Hey. And we're back to HBO. So what, what do we know? Oh, oh, it's a Game of Thrones thing. These are very, these are very undeveloped characters. Yeah. I will say. I agree. Scabs. No, but here's my thing. Yeah, they're kind of like. I, I honestly, you guys seen the Road Warrior and action. I have yeah. come. I have come around. <laughs> Previously in this commentary, Morgan Freeman pops out. He's got that look on. So I'm sorry. He's got that look on his face. He's like, "Hey, how's the rest of the movie going?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm only in town for a week. Let's get this done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I got to wrap at seven. I so. previously was. On this very commentary saying that they, they, they blew the, the spoiler in the trailer by showing you Morgan Freeman and it's like, oh shit, in the trailer, which totally demeans the oh shit in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That but, said, but I think the problem is not in the trailer. I think the problem is actually in the screenwriting and casting because... If your movie has Morgan Freeman wearing you steampunk have to, goggles, you, yeah. have to, you have to show that. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Now, you don't have to show Darth Maul with two lightsaber blades on his one handle. That's shitty. But when Morgan Freeman's going to be in your movie wearing goggles, you really want people to know. Sure. And you can't not blow that. So it's your fault for writing the spoiler in the and first place. And yet the logic of it is, it still didn't get people to show up. So maybe not so much with the uh, did this, next did time. This How did this do compared yeah. to After Earth? Do you happen to know? Well, not, not oh. nearly as bad as After Earth. After Earth, was, After Earth is a true bomb. Yeah. Oh, my Christ. He's making, he's making a micro fe- feature now. Yes. <laughs> what? Isn't he like going back to a really old script of his? Well, he, okay, oh, no, I saw that. By the way, here's he's the, working back. Here's down the actual to explanation yeah. of, of whatever happened. So you know, so we should okay, see if any go. of the plot holes that we've been complaining right about. Right up there in the not sky. Yeah. So the so they were they were originally going to <laughs> like the the Tet's kind of lies about Titan and everything came from the original plan that was in their brains. Like they sucked it out of the astronauts' brains and then fed it back to them, all remixed and weird. Oh, kind of like this movie did with Ooh. sci-fi. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. you looked all intrigued for a moment. You're like fan yourself. Yeah. Oblivion. Um, yeah. So here he says, "Out you came, like yeah, forty thousand. So they just did the clone army thing and just yeah, threw them at everybody. So I'm I'm I'm. I have no, I have no justification for it. It's yeah, unfortunate. See, this would I, have been where he explains yeah. the clever trickery I would that have, the aliens I, I, did. I would have totally. Yeah. I'm with you. I would have totally bought it if, like I said, either they didn't tell us this story and it's like, hey, they're fucking aliens. They just made more of you, and you know, they're they're messed up. What do you want from them? But this, this telling us this story is like, well, wait a minute. Now I don't understand because the aliens' plan makes no sense now, as opposed to being yes, unexplained yes, before. Yes, thank so, you. so it's like the idea of 
But yes, so they they took the two humans they had and they what a great prop reprogrammed yeah. them to come in. Hi, Batman and Robin. Long enough for you know. Oh, the aliens brought us this technology, which should <laughs> the, be installed know, in every home of the United States. Whatever the plan was, right? But you know, yeah. to buy time so they can take they can then do this. You know, they this, called this, it Google Nest. Yes, this, <laughs> it was called Starbucks, <laughs> and they put that once this there is, was one, they went to phase two. <laughs> this is my exact quibble with War of the Worlds, which you disagreed with me so vehemently. What's about that? about the fact that they tell us some of the aliens plans just enough for it to not make sense to colonize earth but to use our yeah. blood as fertilizer that's correct because their their blood is fertilizer you want a scientific explanation i'm talking about a dramatic explanation oh no no, oh, no, no. Oh, i'm sorry it, well the blood is fertilizer but also the fact that the ships were underground for millions of years for some I, reason i hate well, that too I, yeah, but that's, gonna, i have no, I have no quarrel hands. with quarreling with that that doesn't make any sense anyway i just thought it was funny <laughs> well, considering you are referencing something that didn't happen, you're uh-huh, entitled to sure. make up whatever you think is funny. I've, Jeez. I've, now, this goes to the thing I was You were saying. arguing about, you don't like the ending. You think the ending is stupid, and I say the ending is the ending of that story. No, so what? You don't like that they died of disease, because how stupid is that? That was your argument. I don't know. I did not make that argument. No. Oh, okay. Well, so a anyway. lot of people did, so Somebody did, but that's that's how War of the Worlds ends, yeah. so if you go to see War that of the Worlds... That is definitely not my problem with War of the Worlds. I don't know if it serves the if it's like a detriment Holy to this shit. film well ted is in low orbit man yeah, yeah. see that thing that was not low. to scale yeah uh i don't know if it's a detriment to this film like we talked about on elysium whenever that commentary comes out maybe it's already out where we were saying like what this movie kind of it, it to its detriment is how well it's shot if, if, if this was like a shitty 90s sci-fi movie it's kind of fine uh same with this one i don't know if it's actually to the detriment of this film or not i just kind of want to see it like just I, I want think, to see it this with this weirdo kind of yeah. shitty grindhouse poppy. It would have been more successful if it was shittier looking. Yeah, yeah like, it really like, would. Like, like <laughs> same <laughs> sets, same sets, same everything. Just yeah. like same fucking plates. Just jiggle it. And, and like ten years from now, after Tom Cruise has really, really had you know his career is really over, and it's like he comes back to do this, it would be like you know, like, yeah. like 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 you know, like the movies Arnold's making now. It's yes. like, oh, it's nice. He's still trying to make movies. That's cool. You could have like the, the secret alternate version of this, like how they have like the black and white version of some <laughs> movies. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I just want to see the version of this not grindhouse, oh, not, not be, shot by a world class cinematographer. This would be, yeah. No, but shot well, shot in black and white by a really. Good I don't even want. Like, I would love to see the black and white version. I don't of even this. want Planet Terror. I just want like every other shot to be like a little, like half a foot out of focus, and it's a little <laughs> jiggly, and there's the occasional like pop. There's a cigarette burn in the print. Like that kind of shit, <laughs> where I just want it to be like a little like bit to more. Watch it at NTSC, I please. want this to look a little bit more Newbev. <laughs> yeah. It, oh. Like I said, with Elysium. Well, like I said, if the, it this is, the this is a, I think this, I just want to see that. For this, this is one. this is a movie that you look at and you go, I feel like this movie should have come out in the seventies. Yeah. I right. want to see the I version just want to see it. It. And the makers, yeah. and the makers of the movie yeah. were going for that yeah. feel. So that, that right, yeah. right, right. No, I, I, uh, I think it's, yeah. I think it's gorgeous and uh, to its credit, it's beautiful. But I almost wonder what happens even if you run kind of a shitty emulatory post process on it to make it look a little bit more like. Nah, you know what was crazy about this shot? We had absolutely no blue film yeah. emulsion for this <laughs> yeah. shot. No, and it's, it's kind of weird. Well, yeah, we just left well, it in the gotta... we left it in the bin too long. Yeah. So got a you want to see the Roger Corman <laughs> version of this? Yeah. Shot. You'd, you'd like to see it feel aged, like the yeah. sort of yeah. style of the movie. I, well, I guess that's, what, I, what I'm saying is, I don't want to see the Roger Corman version of this film I want to see this movie run through Roger Corman like emulating <laughs> Roger, Roger, Teague, Teague. Roger don't, Corman's access don't, don't you think the storytelling would be benefited by seeing this in 48 frames per second and in 3D oh totally yeah. you'll be immersed in the world you see yeah uh. 
and vomit. I, w- I was glad that they didn't release this in 3D. Not that it Oh, that would have been. Lovely. I enjoyed the like turrets made out of the skeletons yeah, of the yeah. drones. Touch, that's yeah. super cool. Nice little touch. Oh my god. Here we go. Droids on a rampage. Yeah. I do not like the video game shot coming up. Yeah, because it's unfortunate. Because it breaks the style. It has nothing to do with the style of the rest of the film. Talk about something they they would not have done in the 80s because yeah. they couldn't. Yeah, it's 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 a showing off because we yeah. can show off shot. All of it, all of the rest of it is good, but once we get to that particular shot, it's... I don't remember the shot. I don't. Yeah, it's coming you're gonna see it. It's a big, you know, it's one of those big, like impossible. There it is, crunch. Ca- Did you see his oh, neck? Yeah, then his, whoa, his head came, His head came clean off. His head intersected his chest in a way only CG doubles could normally do. <laughs> but Tom Cruise can do it, yeah. man. He can do anything, man. So there's a here we go. Here it this comes. shot. This here right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This is a little uh, trailer for RoboCop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit, a yeah. little bit, a little bit. Ryan, what would you know about that? So you know, uh, obviously, I like, I like that it does bump it yeah. up. Oh shit! Fantastic Whoa. work. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it but is beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's like it's but just stylistic. Like, that's what it looks like when it's too easy to do amazing things. It's yeah. flashy yeah. for flash's sake. Yeah, all it is. And and it, honestly, if they just cut it like in half, yeah, just it would have been fine. All just that it, cuts cut. would have been fantastic. It's so the yeah. opposite of two minutes ago when they actually had like a real one that they built and strapped yeah. up yeah. so it could like fight the straps and yeah. stuff. It's, it's like th- those are totally different mentalities. Yeah, I think the I, the thing is again we were talking about this earlier, trying to get a handle on you know why this movie feels different, and it's like it it feels like it's it's just weird. It's like there's a there's just a vibe of. All modern movies, all modern summer movies, especially ones with Tom Cruise and and uh, this get this dude, this what's the black dude's name? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they uh, they have they just they seem they're just trying so goddamn hard. Yeah. And this movie's just like you know, look, we got a little story about these people. It's like there's like six characters really, and you know, only three of them really got lines, and and it's a story about aliens, and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool, you know, and and. It just tells that story and it tells it really well and it's a perfectly fine story as opposed to Elysium which is like don't you understand about the importance of healthcare to the world <laughs> you know it's like I get you movie just get you just entertain yeah. I like Calm you're down evolving into a Patton Oswalt bit Calm over there Calm down and entertain <laughs> me for a second for fuck's sake Elysium no I, no you have to understand about the halves of the 1% whoa yeah. So yeah. it's like, are you guys seeing what the the laser pointers are doing through the, the the field of focus there? That was really cool. Where like when there's a, you can clearly see the the plane of focus before and after where it goes the out. Dust because, in it. Yeah, it's a it's a line of laser light. It's the exact yeah. same line going through, but you can see it being fat back there and yeah. then skinny and then fat again. That's a really cool look. Yeah. That's one of those funny things that like you do correctly optically how and it, it should look, totally and people wrong. are like, yeah. uh, that looks yeah, weird. It's like, well, that's what it should be. You, ever you been, arrive at somewhere we've, in the middle. We've talked about this yeah. before, but you ever been like driving past the sunset where you're like, oh, it's a bad comp. Fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Exactly. No so, one would buy that sunset. So I think, I just think that a lot, some of the aspect of it is this movie isn't trying to tell us a great lesson about life. It's, it's you know, it's just, it's just trying to tell us a yarn and yeah. it tells yeah. it fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that feels weird now because <laughs> every It's movie, a little refreshing. Though, yeah. You know? It's like every movie has to be like, every movie has to be like the ultimate story of how man, one guy saved the entire universe and all of Earth and has healthcare now or whatever the... You that know. is the perfect word for this movie. It's not that it's like panty splooshing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just refreshing. Refreshing. Yeah. Well, are you no, I can I can appreciate a movie that's going to no, kind of Train and I are on the same just, point. <laughs> <laughs> We're what? Uh, I just what 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 is <laughs> I think Panties push exciting is the perfect word for. That's what I want to know. I don't know. We'll find we'll find gravity because I guess. I want to know and see and experience that. <laughs> no, that's Twilight's what that is. Gravity and IMAX. Okay. That's Panties splooshingly. 
I suppose for Roger some people Ebert. that was like Roger Ebert says four to four stars. Panty splushingly excited. <laughs> that sounds like a review you'd have for Sucker Punch. It, yeah, you know? oh. that's true. That's, that's or any review written by Harry Knowles. That's what they were going. Not for, a review yeah. from me, but uh, yeah. no, that's too complex. A made-up adverb. <laughs> <laughs> that comes from somewhere, man. But Panty splushing. <laughs> no, what I want to see is the Harry Potter novel where <laughs> where where Ron made his way. That would be a, well. That would that, down the hall, the, down Diagon Alley. I'm not sure that exactly. Would, that would probably it. be a spell. Panty splooshing us. <laughs> Panty is splooshing us. I'm not sure what they did here, but man, he looks. And that yeah. shot, and that shot, Morgan Freeman looked messed up. Like he looked like he put 15 years on in between yeah. those six. I maybe they just put less makeup on. That's because he's lying on his which back, which is 45 so. years in Morgan Freeman. He's like he's lying on his back, so all the flesh goes. He doesn't age like the rest of us. Makes him look more skeletal. He's actually slowing down, and he'll begin to uh, get younger. Actually. Yeah, he'll begin yeah, to reverse. Yeah. He's gonna. Yeah, he's reaching the end of the. Of the We're at so, the Morgan Freeman age event horizon. <laughs> there's no. There's no proper place to. To bring this up, but I, I, do you guys? Well, I mean, well, right after Panthex Blue, she is probably. <laughs> it's a, it's a segue into anything. Really, Properness but. is kind of out the window at this point. So Joe Kaczynski here, uh, who Mister Tron, Tron, and then this one, I I was sort of picking up on a like I I was I was sad to see this data point land on a trajectory that's that's showing you like a pattern, a here? trend toward a movie that's kind of like yeah. Plot's not completely baked yet, but it looks amazing, and there's all sorts of fantastic. It's a great movie to watch, but when you really get down to it, it's not an excellent movie. Uh, are we uh, like I'm really I think curious about what his next thing's going to be? Yeah, God right? bless him. I mean, Jesus, yeah. Get, yeah. You know, all the great directors had had careers of making entertaining, not world changing movies. God bless those guys. What do you? Where are you going with that, though? Is the next? He's saying it's like not that. a sin to make a movie yeah. that's ju- that just works like yeah. that's that's exactly. a triumph, you know. I mean, this one didn't apparently well, make like a lot they... of money, which is the triumph that the studios well, care about. Well, Mr. Well, Mr. Weber, Uh-oh. not to put you on the spot more oh, so shit. than you already kind of are, Uh-oh. but I, I was bringing up that point on Tron Legacy, <laughs> which I believe you were actually on the commentary for. What what point? What do you what? Which which Tron is Legacy... to say that Tron Legacy fridge works I... very well. I'm not sure that that Tron Legacy oh, does. Tron Legacy, I found myself getting kind of bored by and kind of. Well, that's what it Ryan's was trying about, too hard. Well, that's I think. what Ryan's saying about this movie, though. No, but the, well, no, it's the same it's, thing. It hits people differently, kind of. But this di- one's different trying, sightings of the I, same I, phenomenon. I think this one's trying to tell. <laughs> well, this one's just trying to tell a story. The other one was trying to be the sequel to Tron and trying to. This know, is better than that. Tron. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with that yeah, objectively one, and pretty much one, any way. Movie, I agree this, want to that's measure. a good way of putting it. In all in all aspects, this movie doesn't seem to have an agenda. Other than, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to live yeah. up. Doesn't yeah. have to it can live be its up. own thing. It doesn't have to know? live up to X. It doesn't have to be the, the movie about the world. It's not the career comeback of Tom Cruise. It's just like, it's, it's, it's our story. It's mm-hmm. a story. And yeah. we got a green light because Tom Cruise wanted to be in this story. Universal had $100 have, million dollars just laying around. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it. it doesn't have baggage of any kind. But they yeah. do. Yeah. I know. There was the thing about Teague's thing is the you know the the pool in in midair a million feet up. For me, it's that just like, is my thing. Well, for my thing, we just passed by my thing, and I was like, I, let, I was glad you guys were talking because I wouldn't have been able to. It was like, yeah, sure, put me in a coffin that isn't even just a coffin, but is a form fitting coffin. Yeah, and then close the door, <laughs> but leave me a window so I can look out and go, hi, how you doing? This it's is like, Trey woke up underwater Stokes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like for me, it's like. Even like like I'm just like I don't picture like that in real life. I picture like shooting that scene in a movie. Like all right, Trey, in this scene you're gonna lie down in the thing, and we're just and you have a scene with no, 
No, it's not, I'm sorry. That's not happening. Do that with digital effects or something. You are not closing that door on me, you motherfuckers. Well, that's what that's I do not trust. Thing. There's not a human on the planet I trust enough <laughs> to let close that door on me. Wow. Well, I mean, even it's funny that one of you will go, ha ha, and we'll pretend it'll be locked and I will kill you. Of all people, you, Mr. Old School Like Critter Guy. I, I have that feeling about every time someone does like a body form of someone else where they're just like pouring that plaster of Paris that's, over their whole that's, head that's and they put one. like straws in their nose. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. I did God. that. I've, I've done that. Over I the, did that over recently. Over the head though. For the, for yeah. me, over the head is I had okay. A head cast it's, it's physically, physically head to toe being restrained that, you know, so now, you know. They don't do it in sections. They might do like a whole Well, but he's talking about that. I'm talking about... I'm not. I don't mind, you know, having my arm cast. I don't have my my head cast. I do mind being put in a form-fitting box and I can't move at all. This box head cast. That's this movie. This box is tray shaped. Yes. Well, I'd like a box that's two of me shaped so I can move my arms a little. Otherwise, I will completely lose it. So just the idea of like, I was just looking at the scene. Yeah. And just going. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. You know where her head's already kind of tucked into a head shape. And you just hope they do the old school like mythological sort of. fake version of history where there's a bell with a string yeah, so you exactly. can at least go ding a ding a ding a ding let me out let me anytime, out anytime I would be in a scene like that I would go I'm going to get the five strongest grips I'm going to I'm going to give each of you a $500 bill right now do not let anyone for half a second jokingly even pretend that they can't get that door open again your job, I, I like the, your job is when they say cut to open that door no matter what happens. I like happens. the whole alternate fake history you're inventing where you're like, if that ever happened, I have a plan. <laughs> yeah, what I'm going to do and now is you know pay how, off the grips who are strong and have gloves. And now you know how deeply it is. I just like, you know, I just, the other night I was thinking of that scene. And, um, hey, I have a plan for werewolves, okay? There so you go, exactly. you gonna, there's, that, there's that scene in uh, uh, Zero Dark Thirty where they're torturing the guy and the guy comes up and goes, okay, this box, this box sucks. And I was like, it does. Tell him what he wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to even see them put you in that well, box. Well, it reminds me, there was like a talk that Randall Monroe of XKCD did at some point where someone was like, uh, uh, years prior to that, XKCD st- had a strip where it was like, always have a plan for Raptors. And then in yes. this talk, which no one had premeditated, there was a Q&A after the little speech that you do, like that always happens with speeches. And someone said, do you have a plan for Raptors? And he was like, yeah, because I looked at that window right there. And it, it like immediately goes into, holy shit, he really does have a plan for Raptors for every room. <laughs> it's like, a someone, background task he someone, always has running. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Someone was like, so do you have a plan for Raptors in this room? He's like, yeah, because the lobby, you can't see it in here, but out there the lobby's all glass. What we want to do is we want to bounce. And he just went into this whole thing where it's like, Jesus Christ, he really is prepared for Raptors all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I, we should we should because this is the where they bring it all together and explain the oh, whole look, movie. Third act is very cool. Now. And I love the fact that where they snap into fairly realistic, slightly future NASA-ish hardware. It's suddenly yeah. in a whole different design feel, and it's all well, it's yeah. tasteful. Wait, real yeah. quick, yeah. Brian, question: yeah. Has there been a, a a government spacecraft called Odyssey? That seems yeah. familiar. The the lunar module of or command module of Apollo thirteen. That's where I Odyssey heard it. and uh, yeah. that's why Aquarius. it's familiar yeah, at the very least, and probably and other ones besides that. Wait but. a second, now I'm just on a uh, Brian track here. What was the command module for Apollo 11? Uh, uh, Columbia, Columbia and Eagle, Apollo 15. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do Falcon. it if you can do it. He should, I get, he should get money every time. Yeah. I was gonna say, if you can do this, like, I'll buy you a steak dinner. Yankee Clipper he, and Falcon. What was, what was Aha, I check take, it? I take it back. What was Snoopy and Gumdrop? That was earlier, right? Uh, 10. That's Apollo that 10. Was 10 yeah. Holy shit, you guys. No, remember, it wasn't too long ago. I tried to do all... I don't think I can do all of them now, but I could at one point. All right, who was the LEM pilot of Apollo 17? Then we'll be done. Jack Schmidt. Holy Christ! <laughs> it was a fun. Piece, here's a fun piece of trivia that I was just at. I was just at Johnson Space Center, and they have all the mission patches from all the all the missions <laughs> on the walls, right? Of all the mission control, and uh, and there was one they asked a really cool trivia question, which uh, I was like, oh, that was a good trivia question. They showed the mission patch for Apollo 13, 
has no astronaut names on it. Yep. And they asked the crowd, like, why, why do you think it would have no astronaut names on it? And I was like, I was like, I, my, I, I couldn't come up with it. And then just as I was like, oh, you know, that's what she goes. She, you know, no one had come up with it. So she told us. No one landed on the moon? It's because it's because no. Mattingly was replaced at the last minute. Yep. It was too late to fix so they, it. So they just, they, so the actual mission patch became just, well, we can't. Generic we, patch. We, we just yeah. took the names off. Yeah, just took the names off. So mm-hmm. that, that's the official mission patch of 13. Hmm. But you know what, though? He did have the flu, so it's okay. That was fr- flight the flowers were the measles. The measles. Now, anyway. I, it, at this point in the movie, they, he, they have a, I believe this is in the recording because he's still yeah. listening so the to flight, it. So the flight yeah. recorder is basically kind of wirelessly connected to this, which... We I, have to assume. We have to assume. Because, because they find it in the, like, sleeping pod yeah. section. But they lose, I mean... Yeah, there it is. They, so. he, oh, it they lose it when they go like, in. It looks like it's physically in there with yeah. him, though. Yeah. No, no, it, it, it's in there with him right now. He's listening to in it. The, in the present. Oh, the oh present. right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. I mean, they were transmitting to Earth, so I guess it's reasonable they could have been transmitting back to their thing, and the, the recording cuts... When just as the Tet yeah. takes them in, so mm-hmm. that makes it sense. Did, yeah, they ha- clearly we're broadcasting they it, lost, so yeah, the Tet would also Wi-Fi. been receiving it. Yeah. Yeah. Not to go back to a tangent, but in the chat room, which has a little bit of delay, Snail is saying Yankee Clipper was Apollo Twelve. Oh, oh, you're right. Oh. You're right. Oh, you're right. oh. what just happened? You Some should be ashamed of yourself. Okay. What is fifteen then? Oh no, it's America. I think. I think. I or no, that's buy six, Brian a steak dinner. That's sixteen. <laughs> so See, yeah, I told you I can do them all. This way. is that's more. chat room horseshit based <laughs> on the uh, Brian. I'll give you a buffalo so nickel. Here's here's straight up. Uh, uh, like we said, independence. Totally. Day. Yeah. yeah. They this, had to. Yeah. Uh, yeah like like well I said, now. I always like the enormous ship with the massive interior of like there's nothing, nothing in there, uh, but it really needs wow. to be big. You need to process a lot of air to. They uh space. yeah they they yeah. they talk about they're like well there shouldn't be any uh, atmosphere in there but it doesn't look as big unless you put atmosphere in of so course. we did of course and they they talked about how they had to cheat him because they were like for the the shots the big kind of vista shots <laughs> the director wanted to accurately get the scale. Right. That ship would be smaller than a pixel. Like that ship is a mile across in some of these shots because otherwise we wouldn't be able to get them both in the right. same shot. And well, he's in something the size with, of a that's car. That's my thing yeah. with Elysium in the Horizon, where it's like I feel like even if that was way closer than the ISS and bigger, it'd still just be like a little tiny blur, not a big ring in the sky. Uh, the, I don't know. Well, uh, the ISS, the ISS is the size of a football field. Forty kilometers is significantly larger than a football field, and it's a lot closer than the moon. You yeah. know, like is yeah. the ISS really to that be. small? Yeah. yeah, this this uh, and and that's the panels big. and everything. Yeah, this huh. line was apparently uh, uh, written by Michael Arndt. Oh, here, what line? Uh, or uh, th- this Toy one Story when, guy? Yeah, the Toy Story three guy who was writing Star Wars, but then only did the treatment. What line? But uh, where Sally, uh, you know, the Sally Tet asks him, "Why are you here?" And he's like, "Okay, I cannot lie because it will know and it will shoot me." Uh huh. But I can't tell it what the, my plan is because it's going to completely. So he says, get, "I want our species he to says, survive. I want Julie to live. I want our species to survive, and this is the only way." So, and all of which is technically true <laughs> exactly. and acceptable answers. Yeah, yeah. In a courtroom, yeah. you, you only get you only get punished for a technicality. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm probably sure. still register on a polygraph. So yeah, I'm bit. sure. I'm sure Michael Arndt wrote quite a few other things but that it's was cool, the one, that was the one they pointed out on the commentary yeah. as being like we could not crack this moment and aren't wrote this line yeah. and made it work it's, it's been good. It's, it's good it's i will i will totally it's agree a great with you line i'm glad he got kicked out of star wars 7 this <laughs> very this very last sequence and i said this early on i just i wished this ending plot wise it yeah plot wise is what you do but the, the staging of it is like i wish it wasn't so familiar and so reminiscent of mm-hmm. independence day and and just very much independence day really independence day and so so it's like wow it's like 
if you're doing the end plot point from Independence Day just because it's a smart point and any other plot point would be the silly way to deal with the invasion, well, at, least don't, at least don't shoot it exactly like Independence Day. <laughs> with a triangular yeah, cockpit yeah, yeah, yeah. door. And yeah, with that. a triangular cockpit door and, and, you know, instead of walls of, you know, Aliens go. They're they're planning for an invasion. Have yeah, you okay. know, real quick, <laughs> walls of real yourself. Quick, anyone listening to this, if you have not seen every sci-fi movie or played every sci-fi game over the last fifteen years, there might be spoilers in the next ten minutes of conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. Right now, you are agreeing to where we might spoil something. So if you haven't seen yeah. every sci-fi thing, just skip. 10 if minutes you haven't ahead. seen the droid phone commercials, we may spoil. A few <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Now so, that but, said, but, but I'm going to spoil Moon and Portal right now. Oh, mm. but this is the. Last act of Moon and Portal. Is it Portal? I guess it yeah, is. Portal. But it doesn't matter yeah. that much in Portal. Yeah, I guess you always. It doesn't. Know you're I guess it doesn't Lattice. like story matter as much in Portal. Yeah, but it's kind of the premise of Portal. Yeah, the, the premise of Portal is is you have to find a way to take down Glados. That basically are you is it. still yeah. there? So so other than the the small reveal of like hey you know it's like how's it, he's gonna bring her? Oh my God, what's his plan? Oh, he didn't bring her. He brought Morgan Freeman. Fuck you all. Boom. Fuck. Pull the trigger. Every third act should have Morgan Freeman in a little yeah, hat. Surprise! Just I brought out of a box. <laughs> and then Morgan Freeman. Surprise! At the end bags. of Liar Liar, you wouldn't believe it, but yeah, suddenly when Morgan Freeman came out of the box, it was great. Did they have like a spare sleeping pod? I thought his. he just dragged her. Oh, his own. Yeah. Oh, okay. she, it he, was a swappy swappy. He 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 tricked her. She didn't know he was gonna do this. Right. Yeah. yeah I do recall that. I just didn't so. remember where they. They had hers, and then they had his empty one as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. So this is all fine. Ooh, I, you know, I like that. I like that. That little swap is <laughs> oh, yeah, fun and, and all that. Here, yeah. So yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it didn't help matters any that they put it in a room and a place and a space that looks exactly like Independence Day. Yeah. Basically recreated that mm-hmm. almost beat for beat, other than like, hey, how you doing? Look at us. Look at the aliens smoking a cigar. I see Morgan Freeman probably <laughs> is smoking a cigar. So. <laughs> You know, it's like if you if you're gonna, it's like, did you guys have you guys not seen Independence Day? <laughs> it's like you you can't be intentionally doing this to look like Independence Day, or are you? Because that would be the wrong choice. Yeah, it's like if staging it slight, slightly differently. Or, the guy who wrote it, no, never saw it. No, no I yeah. never saw it. Oh no. well, guess what? Uh, I got news for you. And then you like, should check hey, this movie out. You'll enjoy it. Fuck you too, says McCready. I wish I wish that were. Oh, Ooh, by the way, yeah. we haven't. Cody. We haven't talked about. Uh, uh, I love that the, ring explosion. Since we're not listening Star to Wars, it, y'all. we haven't talked about the uh, the music. Oh, uh, and they all this was a really triumphant. M eighty three. Yeah. Also, Matrix moment there with them all dying when you killed yeah, them. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But also, I'm in sorry, Star Wars I'm, episode one. You guys, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. but the first film that did that was Surrogates. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Also, it's it's and Avengers. It's just an unfortunate plot point too, because again, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like. And the they're, they're completely autonomous, but you're like, oh, we're dead now. It's like they wouldn't just go, hey, uh-huh. we're not getting any orders now, but are perfectly capable of flying yeah. because right. what the hell? You think they'll like stop and you'd have like yeah, they'd have view like, and yeah, they'd be exactly. like, I don't know what's happening. They'd have, like, Return look, to base. They'd like, have a little confab like, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. do we shoot them or Look, what? Mr. I Stokes, I don't know if your router has ever gone out for a second, <laughs> but my laptop fucking exploded. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I can't have any contact with My <laughs> router went out and I could no longer carbonate beverages, okay? I don't know how they're related, but they seem to be. They are. Uh, they're probably kill my roommates and eat them. They probably just said Time Warner service. So, yeah, by the way, in the chat room, I've been kind of curious about this. Doc Sub is saying that Michael Arndt is one of the two credited writers, but Arndt used a pseudonym for this. He he was credited as Michael De Bruyne, but he, I don't know and, why and, he's and done Doc that a couple says times. He used the same name for his screenwriting credit on Catching Fire, which is Michael Arndt just like writing all the movies and we don't know it. Sometimes, maybe. Yeah. 
Like he's like David Kep without us knowing who David Kep is. Does he just does he just want to like as long as he's not Chris stuff to be under his pen name and then he wants a different pen name for his his day job? I wonder why. Yeah, yeah I wonder why what he is it? It's, I it's like speculation. So it's like his stripper yeah. name. Man, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he this, doesn't want his dad to find out his porn. <laughs> yeah. This, but he says that the the credited name for this, this and for my Catching Fire and for others is is Michael De Bruin. All right, which is D lower E big B R U Y N hmm. De Bruin. All right, well, huh. whatever floats his boat, I guess. Okay, huh? Michael Arndt is everywhere, you guys. And there's Zoe Bell in a meaningless cameo. That is Zoe Bell. What the fuck? It's a meaningless <laughs> cameo. Knows. I didn't know. Trey that. has yeah. Zoe Bell. She's party probably stories. she was probably a, a, a stunts, doing stunts yeah. on oh. all kinds of things here. So yeah, she was Tom Cruise's stunt. <laughs> yeah, why not? That was her neck all along. <laughs> hey, fifty-two. That's one of the good ones. Yeah, that was a good year. It was a good year for yeah. Cruise. He was the one who Cruise. Who the hell does she <laughs> look like? So this this punchline should have like, oh, that's great, and then like behind him is like fifty-one and thirty-eight, three. Yeah. yeah, this is gonna get a little weird, I think. But <laughs> what the hell? we're gonna take we're gonna take shifts. Yeah, it's okay. I'm just that's gonna... actually a weird existential question. Like, if you find your clone, remember that we were talking earlier. If you find your clone, what do you do? Okay. If you find your clone and he or she sleeps with your boy or girlfriend, at that point, do you get jealous? Yeah. Like if other is Trey che- is, is sleeping it, with your girlfriend. Is it cheating? You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you go like, well, I feel like weird and insecure about the fact that other Trey is sleeping with my girlfriend. Or you're like, well, that's fine, but yeah, no one else. It. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say I was watching this and like in my mind the Tron Legacy like credit music started. So, so we just got a credit uh, based on the graphic novel. Well, but, happened, it, but it was Kaczynski. What happened? What happened was that he was de- he was developing this script and then Disney was like, "Hey, you want to do Tron?" And he was like, "Okay." Or no, he was developing the script and then they couldn't quite get it made, so he was like, "Okay, I'll make it a graphic novel instead." Oh, okay. And then Disney went, "You want to do Tron?" And he said, "Yes." And then he's like, "Okay, now I can actually make a movie, but now it's a graphic." novel I'm first buy my graphic better. Better. so okay now you have to buy, pay for the graphic novel from me and then we'll make this movie so uh, in the chat room people are asking about how we feel about that last little moment that ending not coda but the last the moment beat. do we do we find that to be a cop-out or not of the what here comes the what about tom it cruise? specifically like the what? new tom cruise yeah tom, like double cruise tom cruise. yeah exactly where this matters the same and we can have the emotional payoff because we are assuming he is the same character moment well, he's not the same character. Uh, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, it's the best you're going to get ending. I think it's a, yeah. And yeah. I think it's, I, I think, think it's, it's, a it's like when you yeah. die and your girlfriend finds clone yeah. tray. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. So she'll it's be okay. Good. And it's and, more, you know. it's more fulfilling for the other characters than to go, well, he's dead and now enjoy life. Yeah. There's like, a, um, someone who was pitching, um, we were talking recently about Hyperion. Yeah, yeah, the novels Hyperion. Yeah, and there's the actually trike. there's actually yeah the trike and all. I, re- I read Hyperion. Yeah, I think. I've and then there's the it, sequel, yeah. which is Endymion, which is was in, in English has been broken into two books called The Rise of Endymion or The Fall of Endymion or The Rise of Endymion or something like that. But it's Endymion, which is in the same shared universe but kind of a different story. Uh-huh. But but that's and again like like a lot of those books, it's one book in Britain where I think it was originally published, but it's so huge that it was it's two version two books here in America. But it's Endymion, E N D Y M I O N, and it's a it's a sequel. It's it's after the fall of you know Hyperion. Hyperion is doesn't Hyperion end with the whole? The, there's Hy- the, the there's gate, Hyperion. It's the same the fall thing. Of Hyperion, Hyperion but the, the fall of Hyperion. Hyperion is the gates all close, right? The gates. Don't, I haven't read that one. The yet, gates actually, don't work so. anymore. Anyway, so Hyperion Spoiler. Endymion yeah, is is follows that. And Demian has an ending to it, and I'm not even going to come close to explaining it to you. But it has one of the most ingeniously it's a fucked up cool ending, bittersweet endings 
where it's like, wow, that's great and I'm happy, but that's awful, but that's <laughs> as good as it was ever yeah exactly get. talk about surprising but inevitable yeah exactly for so this book that no one it's, else has it's read. like a so it's like a it's like a consolation prize ending it's like okay it's not as bad as you thought it's not perfect <laughs> yeah. but it's not as bad as you thought it was gonna be um so that's i just you know i really i thought that was one of the most amazing endings of of a book i had ever read and so i'm i i recognize that in this it has that same vibe it's like well you know it's it it could have been worse, <laughs> yeah. and for a long time it was worse. And now All it's right, a little so better. So here's my here's my wrap up on Oblivion. Uh, I it's weird because I think you guys simply noticed something I didn't notice, which is I walked out of the theater having seen Oblivion, going, "Nah, that was fine," and you guys were like. <laughs> Nothing else was fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what's so exceptional. <laughs> uh, it's It doesn't blow my hair back. Uh, I think it's gorgeous. But at this point... It doesn't sploosh your panties. Yeah, I, no, no. <laughs> not panty splooshing me. We, we have to figure out a proper use for that and then just add it to the glossary without <laughs> any sort of ceremony. Just like, uh, oh, well, panty splooshing means... <laughs> we know what it means. That's not our own thing. <laughs> so but, or it means exactly what I think it means. So it doesn't yes. work as a euphemism. Clitoris web things. <laughs> yeah. But I... It, it's... I, for all movies these days, though I am loath to admit the fact that it's like, God damn it, I'm really easily moved by a great matte painting. Uh, <laughs> I, I see those in a lot of movies these days, and uh, I have to just take it and, and take that as a thing where it's like, matte paintings can be great and in bad movies, so I'm no longer sold on a movie by the fact that it's like, God fucking damn it, that was gorgeous constantly. And this movie is gorgeous constantly, but I... I You're allowed to like a movie for those uh, yeah, reasons. I, I, well, you know? there's, a, there's a really exceptional Matt Painting in Revenge of the Sith that was my wallpaper for two years. So, I don't know. That shows you the power of the Matt Painting. Right. It's a great Matt Painting track. Was it this, Naboo? With no, the it, landing strips? The shit? landing strips on yeah, the, on yeah, the yeah. cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or actually, that was Coruscant. Oh, or yeah. was, I don't know. Whatever it was. Yeah, but you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Green with landing strips on it. And this movie was fine. And I like Tom Cruise. I think he's a great movie star i'm happy to see him i thought a lot of the aesthetics of this movie were great i love the ship design i love what they did with the soul like the front projection weirdo cyclorama set building shit and i liked the look and i liked seeing the washington monument sort of canted over in a marsh i thought that was cool and everything else i was like it's fine i don't mind it it's not one of my favorite movies uh you guys all noticed that you realize that none of the other it's movies. It's fine, and I don't mind it. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I said, Woo-hoo! basically my outro. Triple exclamation mark. My outro yeah. is the same as my intro, which is you guys noticed that it was fine. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's fine. And you guys were like, fucking <laughs> Battleship <laughs> came out this year. Yeah. 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 So. Or the it's reports. all about yeah. Yeah. context. Now, yeah. uh, Ryan, you weren't here at the beginning, but what's your sort of summary on Oblivion? Uh, I mean, I uh, I think we're all going about to say the same thing. Yeah, there's a lot to like, less, so. but what's your what's your yeah? Overall no, I mean, away? I enjoyed a lot of a lot of the execution in it, mostly on an aesthetic and technical level. And um, you know, story wise, I was like, yeah, I wasn't like bored and pissed the whole time, but I was kind of going like, all right, I'm kind of waiting humorless. for the next thing to happen. <laughs> it was uh, it could have used a little more levity, in my in my opinion, somewhere. But uh, um, yeah. I mean, for me, it's just the sort of the cliche ending just got me going. Oh, okay. So then you walk out, and then I worked yeah. backward and processed the whole thing. I'm like, not a lot of that made sense or was particularly masterful in in the way that the story actually came together. But there's a lot of great work in it. It was pretty easy to watch. I mean, it's I can enjoy it for that reason. That's why I enjoy Tron. So. Good question. Did you like Elysium? Uh, less than 50%. Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just want to make sure, I want to calibrate the Ryan. I want to make sure that we're good here. <laughs> Wait, um, did you say Brian just now? I said Brian. Now you're you're moving on. What's yeah. your summary here? 
Um, Orange Mike. Yeah, it's the same thing. Orange uh, guy. Yeah, I, but this came out fairly early in the summer season. Yeah, yeah. It was like so, in, in May, like actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It was May, was the thing. So, it was yeah. before the summer kicked off officially. Same thing is... So, yo, so maybe, you didn't know how good we had it was part of the Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I almost, I almost want to say maybe I'm like halfway through, like between the two positions because... I saw it. I enjoyed it. And went, yeah, it was, that was fine. And you and moved walked on. out and then I moved yeah. on. And then in retrospect, there wasn't another the good movie until yeah. October when gravity came yeah. out. Exactly. It was like, well, compared to fucking Pacific Rim, now, and Brian, Star Trek, that was and okay. And but just wait, because Star Trek's coming out. And after Earth's coming out, there are a lot of movies how, coming up. Well, I knew both. I knew both of those would Iron suck. Man I still, I was still, in a second. I still yeah. haven't seen After Earth. Uh, I, I haven't, oh, I haven't seen None of us saw. Don't worry about it. We're all just don't do. Oh, have you seen After Earth? Oh yeah, I hated. I hated it. He went. Ryan's you know, there's, the there's a shock. We'll yeah. take we'll take yeah. Ryan's word. After Earth was as boring as we thought. So yeah, I mean, I think just in summary, it's like yeah, it was pretty good. And then with the retrospective summer of the rest of the summer, um, I holy shit, that was up. the good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. What a what a good starting point for uh, what's going to yeah. be a hell of a movie movie summer. Here, I'm going to dig something else out of you. Come on, what was your favorite sure. okay. thing about Oblivion? Well, okay, here's here's the other thing. I think may, we might be maybe. Uh, putting it higher on the peg than it deserves story-wise because it's... Out of reaction. Well, partly because of, you know, its company over the summer, but also because it's a visually gorgeous, gorgeous film. So, I mean, it may be... You were talking about you'd like to see the kind of the shittier visual version of this. Yeah, Grindhouse. And maybe, yeah, maybe because it's gorgeous you know otherwise it's got the gorgeous veneer on top we're, wa- of it. we're watching the menus the screen and on, just, the, on the blu-ray and it's just a like cycle the, like of amazing shot shots. after amazing shot yeah. you know these enormous vistas so i mean maybe that's part of it too like maybe it's not as amazing even though we're not using the word amazing but maybe we're giving it more credit than it deserves because of it it's it's visual mastery i'm, I'm not sure i don't know dork mm-hmm. man um i don't know i think it's a oblivion a- it's a perfectly fine movie that I think deserves to be seen by more people. I I, I think, um, you know, part of part of doing it certainly this, doesn't deserve to bomb. Let like, me ask you this: yeah. you know, this is so much better than plenty of other crap. Yeah, yeah. Is that, this wait, one what did wasn't I guess well marketed or or they they tipped their hand too much um, in the marketing or something. Whatever the reason, people didn't go to see it. Um, Instead of an open ended summary question, yeah. what in a, <laughs> what in what conversation would you recommend Oblivion? In conversations when we're when talking about sci-fi and and people talking about you know oh yeah it's all you know it's all action and explosions and stuff like that I liked when you know I liked it to be more the old school type of sci-fi like Logan's running go see Oblivion get rent Oblivion and check it out because it is not loud and explosions it's and, a mystery it's a super, on an abandoned pound it's yeah. a super important. Uh, feature of the modern landscape of sci-fi that's really worth seeing just to sort of go oh someone did this sort of thing yeah Great. Someone, someone someone still can yeah, yeah. someone <laughs> you know no nobody makes movies like they used to well this one is a movie that, that they is. make kind of like yeah. they used to so yeah. it's it's worth checking out for that yeah. reason this is what this is what sci-fi used to be it'd be like well you know it's gonna be kind of a yarn but it's gonna be yeah. decently told these and, you know these well, are the good. movies that they wanted that they wanted to make back yeah, then exactly. and, and then star wars took off and now they're like well we just got to blow stuff up all the time yeah everything yeah. everything has to be a franchise yeah. with toys and trips when you love to take this back in time oh yeah you know, oh yeah it's, like, it's, it's just and tell everyone this is what science fiction is going to be like in the future and everyone go oh my god that's fantastic and like, well there's also transformers there's also transformers trey you brought us in take us out well uh, why oblivion why why not uh the <laughs> so the, there 
Yeah. Yeah. The the yeah. um <laughs> that sums it up pretty well. That's my favorite, it's like why yeah. not? There's no reason not to watch this movie. That's which which you can't say about a lot of movies. There's plenty of reasons not to watch some movies. The, a lot of reasons uh, not to watch like After Earth. I, yeah. This, After like, Earth. No one in this room has found a compelling reason to watch After Earth. One of the <laughs> you biggest, guys should see it just because it might make the bottom list. One of the you. biggest no, one of the biggest know. visual effects extravaganzas of the past year. I've done done my my colleagues at Tippett Studio and I still can't be motivated to give a shit about that movie. Uh, I think this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump into a, a yet another meta broad picture of this. It's like I like what I like because there's other parallels I can draw. What I like is that we've reached the stat, the stage of Tom Cruise's career, where he literally he's not to box office poison yet, but he's he's still got enough clout to go. And here's what I want to make next, so he can get some movies made. That's right, because because Jack Reacher is another throwback movie that no one makes anymore that isn't particularly groundbreaking, but is kind of okay. I liked it a lot. Yeah, exactly. I, that was a throwback to eighties action. Exactly. Jack, like, yeah. Jack Reacher awesome. is like. Oh, check it out. Jack Reacher is, is like is like it feels like Jack Reacher is a script that was originally written for probably you know the guy who played Magnum PI. You know, <laughs> like, I just think you know, Tom kick, uh-huh. exactly Tom Selleck. You know, and Harrison Ford turned it down and sat on a shelf for twenty years, and then finally Tom Cruise said, ah, "I'll do this." And it's and his agent said, oh, "Tom, Tom, this is way this way is... below your league. This is not your normal." Yeah. I know. I, I'm sick of being Tom. It's like it's like. You know, the, the the Harry Potter kid. He's like, I'm okay. I, I had to carry eight blockbusters, y'all. Yeah. I want to play little indie parts now. Thank you very fucking much. So it's like Tom Cruise is kind of like, you know, what have I got to prove? It's like, I want to do the little sci-fi story where I fly around the pod. That sounds fun. And and so it's. I think a lot of this is because this is what, you know, that he can get a movie like this made. Yeah. And a movie like Jack Reacher made because that, that feels like a double feature, the Jack Reacher double feature, where it's kind of like, <laughs> These are really kind of old school movies and just the whole approach where Jack Reacher is just about a guy trying to, you know, it's an old private detective yarn, you know, mm-hmm. story. He's, he's, he's a Vietnam veteran. Well, he can't be a Vietnam veteran. Now he has to be a Gulf War veteran. But originally he was a Vietnam yeah. veteran, I think, in those stories. And it's just, they're just entertaining movies and they don't have this air of, don't you understand? You have to be entertained or it's my career kind of vibe to them where everything is just desperate and over the top. <laughs> yeah, that sense of desperation. Yeah. Maybe that's what I, it is. Well, Maybe that's, it's point. Butch and Sundance yeah. would not survive the test we're trying to put movies through these days. Yeah. No, well, certainly you know not. what? Butch, no, but, right. Movies Sund- have changed yeah. since then. These, like, uh, but it's worth noting that these two movies didn't do so well. Yeah, that's office, true. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe what it is is that it's, its achievement is commensurate with its ambition. If that makes yeah, sense, that's, fair. Yeah, that's, that's good. You know, it's not like Trey saying, like we've all been saying, it's not the you know groundbreaking. It's not trying to be that thing. Yeah. Uh, but like we say, you know, the perfect movie is the one that accomplishes what it sets out to do, and this absolutely does that. Real, real close, yeah. Aim low and avoid disappointment. The movie. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, if you don't, it's, so it's just a, it's a feature of the landscape. It's like, what do you advertise? Like Tom Cruise, yeah. well. Remember former box office star Tom Cruise, you know, he's getting a little jolly now, but uh, he's still good. Come on down and see his movie. Um, Does this movie work with John Travolta? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I like I like this phase of Tom Cruise's career. I like I like I think he's really grown Dude, into he's still you know, amazing. He's real, yeah. You know, now he's more amazing to me than ever. Honestly, I yeah. think we're seeing better yeah. performances from him. I think just so because too. He, I agree. He's at the point where he doesn't just get the easy ones. Now it's like, all right, well, I have to produce and sell this. Yeah, I have to do this harder thing. And we're getting the fun shit. Yeah. I mean, I think the beginning of that phase was collateral. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. place, you know, and clearly, uh, 
the, the Nazi one he did, which I finally just saw. Uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie. It's like, well, that's a bit of a departure for him. It, it, that, that film doesn't quite come together. Nah. Um, it's fun, though. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, good for you playing the, you know, a good Nazi. It's fun, understated, inglorious bastards. Yeah, exactly. But um, I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> again, I think it's just, I think it's just because I came into this movie with zero expectations because I didn't even know it existed. And it was like, oh, well, here's a perfectly confident thing and I think it probably it probably goes hand in hand with what Mike was saying it's like and it didn't make a dime because it really wasn't anything you could point to in a commercial and go you want to see this don't you kids middle-aged people and <laughs> by themselves on a planet question yeah and lots of scenery <laughs> we know how you kids and like scenery Morgan Freeman at some point. and Morgan Freeman at some point and he's got goggles smoking a cigar and yeah. and wearing steampunk you kids like this old white guy old black guy yeah. let's go <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? Let's They've been go. dressed in white and black. Yeah. La la la. Follow me into the theater. So yeah, it's 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 a sad thing. It's like this. <laughs> Look at what we did to the Capitol. Yeah, this isn't the kind of movie that should open on fifteen hundred screens, but that's the only kind of movie there is anymore. Yeah. So fair enough. This has been What Are You Doing Movie. And by the way, Ryan, thank you for coming out. Yeah, yeah really. That's the, coo- that's the coolest thing that's happened like a year of this podcast, where I called you oh, out of the chat sad. and you're like, Ooh. you're like, I'm here, bitches. That was, that was just a cool moment. I, I like that. He's coming over. This has been What Are You Doing Movie. You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. It's a great group of people. Wonderful. Growing every week. Join now and find out about our secret chat room wherein we talk about you. Mm-hmm. Buy our we sh- talk about how you're a fraud. <laughs> and we all know it. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook, friendsinyourhead. Gmail.com, friendsinyourhead. Uh, buy our shirts give us money we're not asking we're just saying Holton Hill design and maintain the website and until next time my name is T. Christie Ryan Weaver Brian Finifter nice stop Trey Stokes and this has been What Are You Doing Hey Movie Good night good night my, got got central at my the end. Panties yeah. splooched. In the <laughs> that was a pants splooching ending. You're not I, my supervisor. I like how you you like reaffirmed the verb there, and you were like, "My panties splooshed." <laughs> Which technically, my pantaloons doth splooshes. But it's but all about the verb choice. Isn't baby. it correct that your panties were splooshed? I think would be the more. No, right. his panties splooshed. Act, okay, so his panties wow. were fine and dry until they until they themselves <laughs> splooshed. And I like to imagine there's a little bit of a. Sound effect in there somewhere? <laughs> no, I can't stop imagining it. You're welcome. We're science. <laughs> We're science. We're science. <laughs> panties dry, panties blue. You can't explain that. <laughs> oh, Friendsinyourhead.com. <laughs> <laughs>